You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 55. Peaceful, uh, a peaceful, temperate town in the midst of this, in the midst of this frozen forest around it. You find yourselves in the golden oak, in your perfectly uh, furnished and uh, uh, and spit shine clean suite on the uh, on the third story of the uh, third story of the golden oak. A nice private uh, suite of multiple bedrooms. There's three bedrooms adjoining to a larger sort of meeting room. I'm warmer than I've been in a long time. And as Mock, is everyone go, everyone's going into your, your place here? Yeah, you guys got business to talk about. So as Mock, Baron, Scrimcorn, Roost, and Oil Vein, and Bear Jaw all enter and shut the door, as the door latches shut, you hear what it was already quiet outside just goes completely silent as the door shuts. Bearjaw likes that. Mog drops his heavy pack for and says, I need me a bath covered in that bog slime for days. I'm wondering if it'll even come out at this point, he says, but uh, what time of day is it? Can you remind me? This is, uh, uh... It was towards the end of the day. Yeah, call, call afternoon by yeah. now. Yeah, sort of late afternoon. <clears throat> he says, but... Once Which means all, it's gonna get dark soon, because it's yeah. winter. Once we've all settled down, <clears throat> had a cup of ale, maybe some food, I've ought to talk about. Barry and I both. We, right. we really haven't had a moment to speak since we toured out of, uh, out of Mithril Hall some days back. And we left in a bit of a hurry. Great to know why. Ha! <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, love to get that bath first, though. <laughs> uh, and Mark says, in fact, we'll order the food for the room. I've got some uh, chat. Got a chat scheduled with uh, with the witches. Got these, got the bones taken care of. So, uh, you enjoy that bath. I'll check in. I'll check in afterward. No reason, no reason not to. We're certainly no no urgency. Hopefully, if nowhere else, we're safe here in the midst of Silvery Moon, and have a, a minute to breathe before we decide our our next course. Well, that's the hope. Trust him, was you know, Adric does have connections. This is pretty close to Mithril Hall. It's not unlikely that he wouldn't have you know. Some influence here. I mean, not it's not a dwarf and hold, so not that much influence. But but you have business here, something or other. Just keep our eyes peeled. Well, we'll be checking in with we'll be checking in with Grumbar. Uh, Probably sending a word to Dax as well. Uh, I I can send some messages. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where things stand on those two fronts as well. Let's meet up in a bit. Otherwise, we're gonna take care of all this right now. 
Duh. <laughs> well he, turn, he turns to the door. <laughs> Baron drops his pack, and I don't know, is there a calling for room service sort of thing? He, he wants to, like, where do I... I bet there's a bell you can just... Does it, are these oh. rooms have bathrooms in it? Is this a world with yes. plumbing? Yes. This, is, these, this these is a suites, world with plumbing. These suites each have a private, uh, uh, have a, a private, no private bathing room. Better than a you hire an acolyte to teleport the poop out of you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. You better tip them or else it doesn't always work fully. Yeah, wiping's for plebeians. I feel so empty. <laughs> oh, God. My nourishment. God, yeah, as you, uh, as you explore the uh, as you explore the individual suites, you find a, uh, a, a very nice bathing room. There's a big claw foot uh, a big claw foot what looks like uh, uh, like a bronze uh, uh, perhaps a bronze cast clawfoot tub and there is uh, what is clearly dwarven uh, of dwarven make piping coming up uh, with uh, two faucets Baron is surprised and, cold and water. very pleased this is almost as nice as my home <laughs> almost as nice <laughs> Because it's above ground. If I ever say any bad things about elves, you remind me of this place. And then you say, the yeah, next, but the pipes were dwarven. The next time you say hey, anything about them. But they were smart enough to use them. There's hope for elves. To make use of dwarven pipes. As you pour yourself a hot, uh, a hot bath. Uh, maybe it takes cold baths. And okay. hop on in, hop on in. You see that the uh, the sky is open in this uh, in this bathing room, and there's a very light uh, light dusting of snow. That makes Baron very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's only open. You're on the third floor, and it's like open in a sort of uh, uh, dome, like a three quarters three quarters dome, just looking up into the sky. And uh, as the snow like hits where there would be surface there, the snow just sort of disappears. Yeah, it feels very open and airy, which is not usually what Baron is looking for in a bathroom. Not a classic. <laughs> <laughs> of course, love the open sky. Poking it. He's like, <laughs> we could be in a dwarven, a, a dwarven alehouse right He's now. Like, I really would prefer. Three feet of stone. One of them's watching. He's <laughs> <laughs> been touching myself. I couldn't have screwed up my balls. <laughs> couldn't do it. Can I? Can I screw up my balls? <laughs> Alright. Mock second bath as well, right? Absolutely. Oh my, it's a big deal. Huh? Screamborn. <laughs> Gonna um, not take all of his pack stuff. So, yeah, he's, uh, really large he's, he's invested in the group enough that he's, uh, that, you know, he doesn't take all his stuff. He's not just gonna bail suddenly. So he leaves his, his normal pack, but uh, grabs some of his basic supplies, uh, including that, uh, <clears throat> that fancier incense pouch that you guys um, recognize. And um, <clears throat> he, um, Mm. He, he stops at the door for a second to consider, um, and he says, Brother, you, uh, you in a rush to get that bath? Oh, uh, not really. Let's, uh, let's... Taking care of Snoot, but you, uh, you have something in mind? I said, uh, <clears throat> gonna head out, but, uh, <clears throat> seems, uh, seems, uh, seems prudent to make use of the, the buddy system, as the halflings call it. Mm-hmm. They do. Um... <laughs> Hey, buddy. 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 Hey,
Yeah. Sure, I can come with you. Are you ready for a trip, Snoot? It looks and wags its little tail. It barks. You, you've been making Bile sure to feed that thing the good berries, right? And he goes, ow! <laughs> um, Snot comes out of its nose. And the wet nose is good. <laughs> too wet. Too wet. Too wet. <laughs> possible. Um, so yeah, he's just going to... Now, Sailor Moon, is, how, like, for example, just roughly speaking, what would be the... How long... I don't have a sense of the, how big the city is. How long of a walk from from our end here to, like, the... Some kind of city gates or a little bit of the, the wilderness? Just to well, get there. Well, you are in... Uh, you currently find yourself in the north bank of Silvery Moon. Silvery Moon is bisected by a, uh, by a very large river with one bridge that goes over the middle called the Moon Bridge. Oh, uh, it is one of the most iconic sites in all of Silvery Moon. You guys didn't uh, pass by it on the, to the temple and back here. You came in through the... Uh, you came in through the north... Uh, the north gate, I'm going to say. Um, because otherwise you would have noticed the moon bridge. Um, and in that case, I like I like that. Um, it's a it's a wide river. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a very it's wide a river. river. All right, a big so, river. There are docks mm. and boats, and uh, the the city is also uh, there are many forest districts, and uh, this is a favored location of druids and elves. There are yeah. uh, uh, many of the temples, uh, you know. Rise up into the sky. There are spires uh, on display for the entire city to see. The um, they have parks. Parks. I mean, as we're actually instead of it's internal. But thing, there are parks basically. Yeah. As we're walking, Scrim says, <clears throat> "The elves are uh, a pretty pretentious, uh, intolerable lot." But uh, I can, I feel like they have a little bit of the same same value of. Uh, Keeping the, the wild the wild world involved in any kind of settlement. I like those dwarves. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the nicest place I've ever seen. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Let's go. Uh, let's let's hike down to that river. I feel like that would be a good spot. All right, sounds good to me. And uh, yeah, he goes there and just kind of uh, goes down to the the, the banks there. Um, and kind of takes note of like the water where it's coming as a, in. As a reminder, there's your. Uh, well, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Perfect. That river's from, awesome. Oh yeah, you didn't see this last week. I forgot no. you weren't here when we arrived. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. So that's from from far away. That's the uh, that's Silvery Moon, right? Yeah. So he um and, uh, and he kind of talks about it. You know, he's 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 more open with the stuff these days, and he's kind of talking about it. down by the river here. We got you can feel you can feel all the. All that natural life coming in from one end and going out here. So this is uh, this is good. I feel like there's a. I feel like I, I can channel. I can channel some of this energy here. And um, it's honestly just gonna. You know, it's still super cold. That's okay. He, he sits down and puts his feet in the frigid water. Um, just his just his feet up the ankles there. And uh, and then it's gonna start kind of getting out his uh, his little his, his sensor. Um, and, you know, use a little bit of the druidic magic. I think I can crease him flame there and um and uh he heats that up and starts kind of breathing that in you heat the metal until um, yeah and just kind of like uh to to get that going also when he does this he's not like trying to actually I'm sorry i keep i keep trying to do this like internally and i want to do it more verbally this if you uh if you want to whiff anytime you can uh you can <laughs> 
See, uh, see who you talk to if you want. By the way, so he's just he's just basically that smoke is kind of coming up. I want to. So he's like, like he's at the, the. He's at he's at if he wants to find a more secluded place on the banks of the river. That is that is easy um, enough to find as you sort of walk along the river. Some there are some areas where there are many of the tall spired buildings, and as you're as you're exploring and looking around, what what strikes you is something that's not obvious when you first step in the city is just how tall the city is built. You, as you're looking around, you see these buildings are four or five stories tall, every, every one. But it's it's not immediately obvious because the trees tower so much further above that that, there are, that, that by contrast, you may not notice it at first. But it is a remarkably tall built city. Um, yeah, natural looking skyline, but very uh, tall city within that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but it's easy enough to find an area on the banks that is uh, that is more secluded, uh, a little sort of grassy area that makes way into uh, into some ferns and then plants growing out of the river, whatever they might be. And just as you uh, just as you're getting there and setting up your stuff, you see a uh, you see a tall masted ship slowly sailing down the river with uh, two big sails, um, two big sails moving by and is moving right towards. The Moon Bridge. Um, this looks is like. it? Is it too tall? Oh, it's a really high bridge. It is a high bridge, but this mast uh, sticks up twice as high. And as it uh, as it gets close to the bridge, which you notice nobody is walking on, the bridge detaches from the middle and and uh, disappears into each of the ends of the river as the ship slowly uh, sails past the moon bridge, and then the moon bridge forms again, and then you see people from both sides starting to walk over the bridge. Mm. I think they call this a high magic kind of place. I swear that thing was going to crash into it. Yeah, that, uh, we're kind of hoping for it, though. Yeah, that would be exciting. We were both on the same page on that. I thought it was going to be a poor planning accident. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, when he so he heats his sensor up and has the kind of the, it's a red thing like a red kind of incense stuff he pours on and it cooks. Um, he he doesn't like you know absorb it all in his like his mind. He he it's just kind of burning. He's inhaling it and uh, and yeah, he kind of just like, you want this and he's gonna inhale some and uh, and kind of uh, relax like lay back in the in the the mud and grass kind of there at the bank of the river. Um, He's going down to the edge of the river to get high. <laughs> He's a troublemaker. This is a nice city. I go down to that river and get high. He, he was expelled. He was expelled from middle school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He tries to take it easy. He's not. It's not something. I <laughs> yeah. Am I doing it? Am I doing it? I don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So does uh, does anything happen to either of us? Yes. Let me. Uh, uh, sorry. I, I, You're you arrested. Both get high. It's I did not have my music on the <laughs> You shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Bog shits. Bog shits. Tends to stay with you for a week or two. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on the bog. <laughs> blame everything on the bog for years, years to come. In that bog one time. Did we use that one? Right? No. That's bog new. Shit. Sinister. Let me get a couple quick uh, visions from whoever's got one in the uh, 
in the old hopper. In the so hopper. We're doing it live. There was no prep on this one. No, I actually forgot that Dan wasn't here last week. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that. I mean, he's going to be doing probably many of these. Yeah. Don't have to be, he won't be super completely involved every time. Yeah, do we want to do anything with you first to give some time? Um. You're sharing with him the same creation that you do. Full strength. He said, he said, see, see if you talk to anyone. And he's like, same place, different place, I don't know. I can, I can share a vision if you'd like to You start with a vision that Scrimcorn feels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play off of it. I, I know, yeah. Uh, scrim. <clears throat> Begins to retrace his steps in his mind. The journey from Silvery Moon. Walking backwards across the face of the earth, but towering above it and seeing his path kind of... Seeing seeing the... The... Uh, seeing in front of him, but in a retreating way as he walks backward along the path through the bogs... Uh, to the the town of Settlestone, back up into the mountains, and, and, and returning to Karujakar, turning then south, back down towards Oakhurst. And as he as he makes his journey, bits of his body begin to flake off, transforming into snakes, weaving themselves into the into the uh, the terrain, and, and and marking his path that he has now journeyed even even since before the uh, the, the encounter with the, his current companions in Oakhurst bring him all the way back to the, the, the mirror of dead men, where the last of him just decomposes into a group of snakes and gets lost in the salt marsh. <laughs> Oilvang sees the river before him give way into a stream of inky blackness, and up from the stream, black tendrils that turn in uh, that form the bodies of snakes that are just uh, uh, that are the same inky black as his arm start to uh, coil up around his legs and squeeze tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. <laughs> Oil Vane can feel it and can feel the pain getting stronger and stronger in his legs. Not a good trip. <laughs> <laughs> Bad trip. Bad trip. <laughs> Anyone else got something for Scrim? Uh, the vision slowly fades in on a vision of what looks to be a man with just a single eye. Uh, and he has a large bowl, and in the bowl appear to be small copies of himself. <laughs> and he's slowly just stabbing them with a fork and eating them. <laughs> <laughs> Oil vein. I like that. Oil vein looks up from the snakes and rising out of a river is a large man with a single black eye, and uh, and he reaches down into the river and he picks up uh, uh, he picks up some goop that Oil vein can see is shaped uh, as Oil vein himself. And just crunches down on it as uh, as, oily, <laughs> as oily as uh, oily uh, spittle and saliva just drips down his chin and onto his body. And he grabs up more and more oil vein shaped goops from the river, <laughs> eating them. Jeez. Okay. All right. So here's okay. Um, 
So the old man who's eating himself, himself, um, transfigures slowly into, instead of the man, it's that baby. That, li- that little baby yeah. sitting there. And instead of little men he's eating, he's eating these like black writhing kind of caterpillar kind of things are like fuzzy. Kind like they're definitely, and he's like just just going for it. It's and like the, a, it's the baby is the baby is yeah putting them in his mouth, and then suddenly the baby starts crying, and just crying and crying and crying, and suddenly a black butterfly pops out of his mouth, and then another one, and then another one, and then suddenly you see his little tummy is bloating, and and it as it distends, it kind of turns almost translucent, and you can see the butterflies fluttering in this grotesque sort of cocoon of a child and all of a sudden they, they just burst out of the rib cage just entirely just grotesquely spurting out and it's like thousands of butterflies so you, you didn't see me that many but somehow there's an entire cloud of creatures bursting out and they just darken the sky above you oil vein sees the man's Wait, go. oil vein sees the uh, the man floating in the, the river uh, uh, grab his belly and rip it open as he sees the oil vein uh, the oil vein inky substances start spilling out and transforming into strange uh, inky black wings as they fly up towards the sky. And as oil vein looks up, he sees a great tear form in the sky, which opens up to what is not darkness and not lightness. It is it is it is a third strange thing that uh, uh, oil vein feels a pressure in his head as a ring of red eyes open and oil starts dripping from the sky towards the entire world. And oil vein sees no more. <laughs> like he's blind now. Scrimcorn. In this moment, oil vein sees no more. <laughs> Scrimcorn, in a moment, finds himself standing in a bog. (laughs) Swampy, swampy trees and toads and swampy shit all around. Familiar. Leeches. Suddenly, suddenly familiar. Leeches swimming around and start climbing up Scrimcorn's leg. A welcome feeling. So comforting. Ah. (laughs) Comforting. Like a hug from an old friend. Scrimcorn sees maybe 75 feet in uh, uh, forward, there is some dancing light, light from what must be torches, and three figures hunching over a large cauldron. He approaches. And he sees, once again, the sight of the three witches. One bald, one, uh, one dark-skinned, and one shirtless boy witch. As they look, uh, as they each look, they, they they were all looking in the cauldron, and one of them is stirring it with a big stick. Maybe. Aww. Is the dog? Oh, she. I think she just fell off the couch. Poor girl. She's, she's <laughs> getting okay. old. She's getting old. Um, as the as they're stirring the cauldron, and uh, and the bald one looks up and says, "Do you have it?" Yes. A skull, the dust of a skull, crushed in war, with the hammer of all souls. Says, bring it here, bring it here. He reaches into his dream pockets. Dream pockets. 
and, uh, and attempts to produce it if he can. And he says, pour some in carefully now, carefully. He gently kind of puts like a dash into the... As he, as you toss a dash into the cauldron, uh, uh, there is a huge just jut of the liquid in the cauldron just shoots up into the air and splashes all around. Scrimcorn can uh, uh, feel the, the acid burning into his skin where it landed, and it lands on each of the witches as well, burning into them as they each scream for a moment. Scrim attempts to to not react, to maintain his composure. Completely. It is, uh, uh, it is... Charisma save. Can be a will save? <laughs> roll, a, roll a will saving throw. Will saving uh, throw. I think that's... Uh, with charisma not or will, wisdom? Not will. Uh, wisdom. No, it's not wisdom. It's not will. Therefore, it is... Um, what I'm looking for is constitution. Constitution? Constitution. constitution. Okay. So charisma, if you're going strength of personality, oh, maybe, I don't know. It's not. It roll a two, and it's four total. Scrimcoin feels and expresses the burn just a, uh, certainly more so than any of the witches who quickly ah! regain uh, regain their composure and wipe it off and they are looking to each other excitedly and uh, says, yes, it is genuine, says, uh, says the dark-skinned witch. And the boy witch turns and says, you will follow that hammer. You will follow that hammer and you will find Snowbane. I mean... <clears throat> Consider it done. He says, communicate with us again in one week's time. We will have new orders. Do not let that hammer out of sight. Like literally? Or the hammer is the key. And they are, and they like grab each other and uh, and they're shaking hands and starting to dance in, uh, dance in the swamp mercy. as they reach their hands into the cauldron and lift it up and you can see their skin burning as they grab the, uh, as they grab the substance as some of their skin sloughs off on, into the, uh, into the swampy ground and they're going, <laughs> as the vision ends. You follow some weird people. Also, thanks for the baby! And Strim finds himself laying down on the bank of... The baby was delicious! What a snacker. Oil veins in the We saved them for you! Oil veins just, like, kind of rocking back and forth. Rocking back and forth. Some elves walk by and they're high. And, like, goes over to gently rouse... Oh, they answer. Well, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> Daddy, it's it a bad time. Oh, Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this? This is poison. Scrimgorn looks down at his arms and sees the burns in his flesh from the acid that landed on him. This is real. What the hell happened to you? Nothing. It's a long story. Let's uh, let's get back to the others. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. It is dark now. No babies. No babies involved. Don't worry. <laughs> no babies involved this time. Well, let's uh, let's get back inside where it's warm and we're not as exposed to prying eyes. Oil vein slowly gets up. He's, he's the champagne goes down smooth. It goes down. Too <laughs> it's not it goes down too smooth. Oh, there's two of each. Yes. Oh yeah. There are two more bottles. Okay, good. Don't hold back. Good, because no. I was, we, I was if, like, I if we finish all four bottles, 
It's going to be a good night. We all have drank too much. It's like a little bit. I'll this take care right. of that. Don't worry. Challenge accepted. Last time I got six bottles of champagne and it was, that was way a bad too much. Idea. This time I got four bottles yeah. hoping it was just a little too much. Yeah, you, that's what you want. Why are we opening the Princessa or this one? Um, I have this one. Dealer's choice. We can offer. Oh, Dealer's both choice. Both are fine. Dealer's They're choice. They're both quite tasty. I choose the one that you want. Appreciate that. Fancy French. Fancy French. Fancy French. One of them is Princessa, and one of them is Fancy French. Who would like to participate in a D20 roll-off for the final cheese and meat? <laughs> I am already too much of the cheese I and meat. So did I, but I want to roll off for it. There you go. Uh, challenge. Sam's challenge. Challenger has arrived. Let's do this. One out of one. One out of one. Seven. I can see the 20, but it's not on top. Two! <laughs> Filled. Filled take, by a meager seven. Take your cheesy meat. The cheesiest of cheesy meats. And the meatiest of meat like cheese. Like like <laughs> Scrim corn and oil vein on the way back to the golden oat. Mock, you were just taking a bath in a different suite, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought we were taking a bath together. No, that's a lie. That's a joke. You, you disappointed. You disappointed in that regard. Same, uh, same setup in the uh, other suite, um, with the uh, open sky that the snow does not penetrate, and uh, a nice, fresh flowing, instant hot water. Mock goes heavy at it with the the pumice stone, trying to carve off layers, and thank you. He gets down to the skin, and maybe he gets a little further than that. Quick question: Does the inside of the armor get dirty? The inside, no, the inside not. Is, so it's just no. you. You're the, the, the armor is always 100% immaculate. That's amazing. Yeah. It's only what I can really cuts down on maintenance. Bear jaw <laughs> and Drustin. Yes. Oh, no, so like a in foil. Yeah, unlike the I need doesn't need to look that good for most of what Mott does, but the auto maintenance, like you said, is a huge deal. Drustin has disappeared into the third suite and has. Close the door as he is wants to do in uh, he likes anytime his, you settle down. He likes his private time. And he's uh, in his tent. He's in his tent. Yeah, if he didn't say that, I was going to say he sets up his tent in a room. Yeah. yeah. He says, I'm just going to review my notes. I will marry be long. Marry be long. Usually takes about 20 minutes. He's taking a bath. Um, his, his tail. Bearjaw finds herself alone in the main meeting room area. When there is a this is very not good, this is not good. You guys have closed the door and locked it. I'm gonna assume <laughs> everyone's locked their doors. Near the pretense of okay. privacy for Monk. No one, no one locked it. Uh, uh, there's a very soft Bear knock at the door, uh, and then the door uh, swings open a bit. Okay. Like the door. Locked which doors? We like had, which there's a lot door? of doors. How like the doors, doors to the front hallway? Door. The, front, the, the, the door? door to your suite. The door to your meeting the room. The one that a servant would knock at? Yeah, the door to the meeting room. The, main, the door that goes to the main the, area. The, the, door that, the, the, the door that you oh. would use to leave. That an or evil enter. monster would the knock only door at that to get you would in. Leave to do. Okay. I mean, Bear my thought would be to lock it, but I don't know. Did... Bearjaw didn't lock it. Did you lock it, Bear? Did you lock it? Did you lock it, Baron? It's a yes uh, or no. Did you I locked the door? it, did but then I took a bath and they left. So did they lock it as they left? <laughs> oh, that's true. From the outside? <laughs> I don't know. Is it one of those automatic yeah, you locking have, doors? You have keys. Right. No, he, 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 he Scrim, just... Scrimcorn did not. He's not. Okay. Locked. The door, there's a soft <laughs> knock at lock. the door and it opens up and a, uh, yeah. uh, an yeah. elven man with, uh, with two, uh, towels, uh, uh, cloths, uh, what do they call them? Not towels. The towels. Sir, towels. Yeah. 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 Yeah
A chloroform. It's a, uh, a Serviette thing, or is that just French for towels? Puffy, yes. puffy linens. Uh, puffy linens. Linens. Uh, linens. Uh, linens. Draped, got linens. Draped over his arm as he matter. his head is draped down or, or is is bent down, and uh, uh, and he walks and walks in and says, "Towels for the bathers." He, and he's he's like only halfway <laughs> tilting his head up to look towards Do I have to bear. To this man. Them and, oh. them in. <laughs> and he says, and he says, just stares like completely has no idea how to respond to this man. She's never been spoken to this way in her entire life. He says, I seek permission to enter the bathing rooms. No, you room. can't go in there. They're, they're having a bath. He says, absolutely very well. He says, I will leave the towels here. And there's a little rack there that he, uh, he sets them down on and he walks back out Do we have to, oh, and the door shuts and latches. <laughs> you got your deluxe bag. Just standing around, kind of looking about. Berto's been feeling a little uncomfortable since she got here, honestly. <laughs> this place makes me so This angry. place is so weird. Um, <laughs> no, no, she, goes, she goes and she checks out the towels to check for traps or poison. They are very warm. Oh, the poison oh, towels. Warm. No, they're actually kind of fluffy. Berto is wearing a flaming skull helmet during this whole interaction. <laughs> no, no, no. She puts it up when she walks about. That was a question in my mind. <laughs> but it's not off. It's just up. It's uh, like someone like it's like sitting on the out. back of her head. Yeah, like. But there's still a giant flaming skull on the top yeah, of her head. It looks head. cool that way. It looks cool. It's like her hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. She. Um, Eighties from her. Indeed, quite like that. Uh, blue and everything. Um, yeah, so she, she she looks at these towels, checks them over. They're apparently not trapped. Contraband. You know, they don't have like secret compartments that have poison. When she opens them up, they do not have teeth. She checks the towels and is just like, okay, cool. And she throws the towels in the corner. Yeah. Um, and then um, begins pacing and and touching the things in the room that that interest her. It's kind of enchanting, really. This weird. Elfy sort of place. She can't remember ever being in a place quite this fancy. Um, and goes around like touching the candelabras and the things that hold the, the sconces, you know, that hold the light, and she breaks a few of those. Um, incidentally, small, small bits. You know, it's like filigree, and you just are like, oh, that's interesting. And it's like... She kind of like tests it, and like, because it's, it's good content, <coughs> it holds up, and she's like, oh... Cool. I didn't think it would be that strong. Let's give it another go. Let's give it another go. Now I got she it. Finds, and then realizes, oh yeah. She, she finds, she finds the limit of all the like delicate There are like window room. box ferns hanging uh, on the oh. sides. There's a lot of plant work in this whole place. Oh. Uh, yes. Adorning the walls so. and ceiling. And looking up above, you see that there are just plants hanging down and some hanging and some hanging uh, uh, pots. <laughs> that puts them back. <laughs> The plants sort of connect to each pot as it's just like a like a ceiling of of greenery. Virgil uh, has no idea above. why anyone would do this. It looks. I mean, there's an aesthetic difficult appeal, to maintain. But, but why would you do it? I mean, it would take so many resources. Not practical. Not practical at all. Elves, typical elves. Um, and she goes to her room because this main room is. It looks important. It looks like you could actually do something here. So she goes to her room and she... Is it the room Baron is in or Mock is in? It's the room... Or Dresden. Or just the meeting room. It's the empty room that they're not in right now. Well, they're, they're elsewhere. They're at the bank. Exactly. The and there river. are three rooms. Baron, there Mock, and there Dresden. There are not four rooms. Okay, then There's she goes rooms. to the one that Mock is in. All right. He's yeah. off in the, uh, the the bathing room, which yeah, has got yeah. its own little uh, uh, divider. Yeah, good. Okay, so this is the room she will claim, because he has not claimed it yet. 
And she pushes the bed all the way to the side of the wall. If it's not already there, she just makes sure there's lots of room. And then just it's starts... Scr- yeah. Because <laughs> the wood and scrapes then, against yeah, the floor. Well, you know, delicately enough to hopefully not break it. Um, you know, it's a it heavy inside. bed. It's like solid oak frame. Yeah. The bear jaw just pushes, her, slides in. It's just not difficult. What else would you do? Um, and then she, she sets her hammer aside and she just starts, you know, doing push-ups and, and like, calisthenics and, you know, getting herself ready for the next fight and just thinking to herself. Get the pump. Yeah, getting the pump because she's nothing else to do. <laughs> this room is, like, way too nice to be in. She shouldn't be in this room at all. She's already broken, like, six things. You look uncomfortable talking about it. I mean, she, I mean I'm, 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 I'm channeling, man. I'm yeah. channeling. This is, like, not the place for Bear Jaw. At all. She's, like, gonna leave, like, in a minute here. She always ends up leaving, finding a nice brawl. And like after a while, Bearjaw is uh, fiddling around in the rooms Brothel. and desperately trying to keep herself uh, uh, busy for what feels to her like three hours. Like three hours of push-ups um, and squats. Strimcorn and Oilvane uh, return back to the Golden Oak. Uh, you enter <coughs> through the door, looking even worse than when you left. <laughs> <coughs> how long? How long in real time does a vision like this take? Um, it's been about forty-five minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's Easy. a long. So I think that there's some variety. Yeah. There's 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 some variance in it, and Scrim is definitely not uh, the captain of that. Are you of aware? That timetable. Are you? Are, is it something that Scrim's aware of? Like he knows time passes, yeah. but when he comes out of it, one of the first things he's doing is like, what year is it? <laughs> right. Checks his right. sundial. Like, he would not be totally su- surprised if he got full on Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. Like if he woke up and like the and like was emaciated, last... almost starved. Yeah, and he's like, it's yeah. He was basically like, like in a coma. Oh, it was two weeks. He, he was in like a magically maintained coma. Like that would not surprise him because when he goes in, he's in super deep. So forty-five minutes. From I have walking time. That's a nice hour and a half bath. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, there's no rush here either. And uh, Scrimcorn and Olivine come in just about the same time when uh, uh, Mock is uh, coming out of his bath, looking yeah. around for towels. Yeah, you know, in the buff, dripping everywhere. Just like in the same room as Bearjaw. I have those drying cloths. <laughs> Makes no sense not to have them in with the tub. Yeah, Bearjaw is just like doing push-ups in the next room. One arm push-up. One arm push-up uh, clap. One arm push-up clap. <laughs> uh, Bearjaw, throw me that blanket on the bed. I got to dry myself. Bearjaw throws him the blanket on the bed. He's doing the shimmy and like. Floss. Baron comes out wearing a bathrobe that was clearly meant for an elf. So it's at the same <laughs> time it. too large and too small. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's too dangling long. on the floor behind him. The sleeves are much longer than his arm, but does not close at all in the front. Creates <laughs> <laughs> a perfect column of nudity. Yeah, we have Lindsay for that next time. Yeah, Baron the back of the room from, and he pulls it up. What is a Bloody towel. <laughs> <laughs> Early January of our calendar, our TK calendar. Who tailors a robe like this? Fucking elves. And uh, yeah, Baron, you enter the main area as uh, Scrimcorn and Olivine uh, come on in. Scrimcorn's uh, Feet and uh, uh, clothing is a, perhaps a, a slight bit muddier than actually. It's Please. impossible for it to be muddier because he came you from a swamp mean. and he has not bathed. Uh, yeah, it's so, like fresh mud. New fresh mud. mud. The mud is wetter. It's wet. Wetter mud. Um, it's not dry caked on. He looks and he looks haggard. Like he looks uh, shaken. He comes in and he um, 
Yeah, he just kind of like... You see some towels in the corner. Yeah, he, he gets one and just kind of like... <laughs> muddies um, it up. Oh, good. Yeah, just yeah, muddies it up. He scrubs his mud up with the towels. Bear's like... <laughs> he goes back to the bathroom. Um, and uh, and Scrim just goes, ah, we gotta. Uh, you know, it's, uh, for him, for him, like refreshing. He's gonna get some some uh, like food and drink kind of stuff like that. I assume there's water, obviously here. Is there any kind of? When we came in, were there little like snacks? There are. There are order up to the room. Too. There are pitchers. Uh, uh, there are pitchers of water. Several of them. Like there are little tables. Cucumber uh, water. Uh, nice, like uh, nice. carved out of a single piece of wood uh, oh. tables. Uh, flanking the doors, and there are uh, several pitchers uh, uh, of of water there. there. And he and he pours and he pours himself water, some water, and, and then, there is uh, a bell, and uh, and uses the bell. Not a bell, a pull cord bell. There is just like a bell on a the table. A silver bell. He a picks little... up the bell and shakes it, and like looks. And there's there a knock. There's there a Here's knock a on the door. Four seconds later. Um, <clears throat> not bad. We'll have to we'll have to run some time trials later. Um, and uh, well, and opens up the door and says, uh, <clears throat> "We need uh, we need some grub." He says, "You want a grub?" What is it that uh, uh, he says? First, some grubs. What is it that you would uh, you would Man, desire, or perhaps I could? Order well, food. You, hear, you, hear, you hear from the bathroom and walk. He's like, "Ale and meat, scrim." There's ale and meat. Some uh, root. It's some like root vegetables. He says, "Of course, fresh potatoes." Raw. He says only the freshest, uncooked. Uh, and uh, it closes the door. Just closes the door. He just closes the door on him. All right. It closes the door <laughs> on your way. So in the fanciest inn anywhere, we've ordered meat, beer, and potatoes. I did not clarify. I just some uncooked root vegetables. <laughs> so a turnip. He, he might have to go to the compost bin. We don't know. The servant is now in the hallway like, do I ask them again if they want the meat uncooked as well? No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> some of each. Some of each is safest. A tartare would be a good. Root tartare for room four. <laughs> the root tartare. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it's going to sit down, I assume, on there some like, it's like a meeting area, and he kind of sits down uh, not, not, and not looking around, being like sit down, but he just sits down, like we're we're gonna talk after everyone had some R and R or push-ups. Um, uh, so he's he's just kind of sitting right. He's utilitarian, so he's, he's like. She assumes you went out to do push-ups too. Mock clads himself also in a sumo elf uh, apron-like <laughs> garment and leaves his muddied uh, trail clothes by the door for whoever. Yeah, to be laundered. Ah. <laughs> uh, but come oh, this, this is still the vision music. I mean, we. I'm still in the, the bad trip you still mindset. Have a bad so day. You're I'm like, still I need unhappy. Some, I need Rolling some deep. I need some potatoes and some carrots, man. No, it was pretty good neutral music. It worked for everything. Anyways, but, uh, <laughs> but then comes out otherwise to the room and plops down and clearly has a, a satchel of some items and ready ready to talk oh, and smoke. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, he's and Scrim uh, has some has, puts a little like a pouch of like his dried mushrooms that are on the uh, on the table. Um, he puts it on the table and uh, in a in a um, 
in, a fam- in a family style. In a ge- gesturing. In a, yeah, yeah. Um, and these are mushrooms that we're all familiar with at this point. Right, Fantastic. right. These are yeah. there, might, there might be some effect, but this is not uh, This is not zany stuff. I think at this point in the adventure, we know what the effect is, and it's not unpleasant. Yeah, it's on par, it's on par with some pipe weed, some, some, like, some ale kind of thing like that. So, yeah, he, he opposite. Uh, cheers. Um... Anytime anyone's topped off, everyone's topped off. Everyone's topped off, we can cheers again. Cheers. And we do. To another great year of Hazard Nights. 2019. Happy Silver and Moon. Oh, 2019. Season 4. Season 4. Now we're going to troll hard. How close are we to our 10 year anniversary? We are very close. No, no, no. We are very close to our 9 year anniversary of streaming. When did we start season 4? A year ago. So it was basically the beginning of 2018. Uh, it was like in February, maybe March. Okay, so we're not. not we were running test right. things in the yeah. Right, right, yeah, because it was. Cause no, I, we missed, were, I missed we a were, bunch of December. We were wrapping up out of the country. We were wrapping up the um, Dresden Files. We wrapped up Dresden Files, and then we also had like a few, a good while of test, no, test plays. Uh, it was the opposite. We took a break from Dresden Files. We did yeah. a couple fifth edition things, and we, we came uh, back. We, right. we got so excited for the future that we. That we almost just let Dresden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we did. We did an aside where we did like uh, people were like a two, three. Yeah. It was partially because yeah. of the out of town time. And I we wanted to conclude the Dresden Files thing yeah. with everyone. Probably. I missed yeah. some of the system tour. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, Scrooge sits down and he immediately looks over and says, <clears throat> "March." One of our viewers says, no, the first podcast of season four was in March." Oh yeah. my gosh! So he looks over to his brother and That's says, uh, "Did you uh, <clears throat> did you have as bad a time as I did?" Oilvane just nods his head. He doesn't say anything, but he just kind of nods his head. Oilvane's face is like a little bit more sunken than usual, and uh, uh, there's like some swelling below his eyes. It's like a little bit puffy. And he's holding Snoot like this. Like Snoot's facing the other direction, and he's holding him up against his head. It looks like uh, you boys had a bit of a bad time. I I saw things. I communed with the witches, and uh, he he got a whiff of Whiff of my, uh, of oh, my incense, of my incense, and uh, it may have tainted his time, but maybe uh, I should do something. He says, he says, we, something he says, honestly, with uh, <clears throat> with the trouble that, that this crew has been getting into, when when we're all together, whether it's uh, <clears throat> whether it's snake cults or dwarven aristocracy in- intrigue, <clears throat> he says. Feels like the stakes are awfully high these days. This is, uh, fighting that snake really, really connected a few dots for me. For. So it's at this point, at this point, and Berger spoke of this in, uh, drunk as I was, I was paying attention up there in the mountains with the Goliaths, and I can't help but notice the. The type of foes that we are attracting are not of your usual caliber. I know, the, right? He, he gestures, yeah, he, he, he nods and he says, in, in the last few months, to battle against dragons, grits, mighty snake gods, for a second there, <coughs> I thought we were finished. He says... Uh, Bairn had uh, had commented to us about the divine magic at work, and it's it is a bit disconcerting. I I fought against Drow. I fought against the Dwerger for decades, and all manner. I even at one point saw a Drider with me own eyes. Oh. 
turned tail and ran the other direction. Mm. But, but, that's that's the worst of it. And it seems like the last few months have been worse than anything that I've done in 40 years of soldiering in the Underdark and above and all over the Sword Coast. And uh, it's become a bit uncanny, the type of the type of foe standing in our way. And how do you how do you chop that snake up to Adric? Doesn't make any sense. This is all I know is over over these last many years. I'm I, when I'm on a task, I'm hunting or seeking out. He says, "You know my you know my tracking skills. That is what that is what I'm focused on. I'm finding people or finding things or or, or places." He says. I've gotten my hands dirty with more killing over the last couple months than than the, than the ten years previous combined. Hmm. And on top of that, the next thing I'm after is to is from uh, from down on from from down on high is to keep following that hammer. And I have never never been asked, never been told to keep following one. One objective is usually I go into some place, I help out someone with something, some people are happier, most people are less happy, and I usually leave before things get real bad. It is a nice hammer, though. It's a, it's a, it's a very powerful hammer, but I, uh, if it, if it was, if I had my druthers, uh, I, if I, if I, had a task that was to to um, <clears throat> ponder the nature of reality, and I could do it anywhere. The first thing I'd do is get away from that hammer. Box says, well, what, what do you think they want? It's a strange... I know nothing of your faith, but the strange thing to me that, that, that you're saying is that you're doing it at all. What does three hedge... hedge gods, witches from the swamp... What does that have to do with the hammer of Moradin? He says, it's not, we can speculate, but it's not, not my place to, not our place to ask. I have no idea what they want out of it, but they have their eyes closely affixed to it. And, uh, and I don't know why. Mark looks to Bear and he says, Bear, can, can you pray to Moradin? Would he, would he give you any understanding of this spiritual matter? What interest they might have in his own hammer? I mean, I've offered plenty of prayers to my god over the many years I've served him, but uh, the only time I've, I would say, I've heard his voice conclusively uh, was when we received the hammer in the first time. That divine writing that... That was pretty weird. Hey, that was unusual. I mean, I've had, you know, certainly felt his power flow through me, and, uh, and I've read the words as it laid down in the Soul Forger, and uh, taken the life from your enemy, burn the life from your enemy. Right. No, I see his. Rain uh, the life. I have no reason to doubt him, but at the same time, I, uh, I'm not really on much of a speaking basis. It's not exactly the relationship we have. It will, I could it pray, will but clear, uh, and I, I have prayed before when I in times of doubt or trouble or you know my wife was taken from me but I who took her? Uh, chance as far as I can tell the god of luck 
Well, no, not <laughs> not not a god. Uh, a cave-in. She was uh, returning home from a traveling uh, merchant venture. Uh, some rocks fell. Not much you can do about that, I suppose. So you have. So I have a more open line to my deities, but not really. They don't seem the type to of line, <laughs> Not the type of line one would use. Not the type of line that one would use to get such kind of an, such answers. You can ask the questions, won't get a response. What is you'd be terrified to ask? <laughs> I don't. Uh, don't know if terrified, but something very similar. <laughs> like uh, fear. Along those lines. Dread. Terror. Exactly. It's just not my place to ask. Can everyone else see your skin? Yeah, he has uh, He has some, some uh, looks like acid burns uh, on his arms. That seems normal. And I was say, it might not stand up that way. <laughs> but, but, but he, you know, regards cool. them and says... They look more they're like mock now. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't hurt. Okay, um, yeah, he, he says, uh, this, uh, is they were very, they were more animated and more, uh, they seemed excited, I dare say excited, which is not what I've seen before, but, they did not explain. They've asked us to follow the hammer and. Well, practically speaking, you, though you haven't done as much killing in the prior decade as to these few months, you've certainly held your own and then some, so... You turned into a giant snake, and then you attacked the other snake with many snakes and the four heads. It's proved to be... That was cool. ...quite a beneficial ability. There were a lot of snakes this past few days. I more, was, I was more than my fill. Hey, that was how. What was that like? Weird. 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 No, that was not what I thought. And, and honestly, with the UNT in this area, make all things. I'll probably take some forms aside from snakes in case it uh, gets us any unwanted attention of. Aside from snakes? People, people that have uh, an extra okay. granny. It's UNT. What's the list? What can you do? Confusion with the authorities. Agreed. Uh, I've seen bugs. There's, I've there's seen no, snakes. There's no end to the list of my abilities. But, uh, but some more, uh, some what, more What's your problems. favorite? There's a slug that once it gets into the skin of its victim, moves through its body towards its brain. Like through the blood? It's a wonderful sensation. Or do I just... To be the slug. Burrows, burrows. To be the slug. Okay, right. Okay. Bog slug. I look forward to seeing it on someone else, blood, blood not grubs. me. Blood grubs. Blood grubs. Ah, um, well, to business. The bog is a weird place. You had said, why did we leave Mithril Hall so quickly? So let's talk about that. Uh, you do not like your family. No, I love my father and my mother. Good people. Um, I wouldn't know. You didn't let me meet them. Well, then... As I said, we had to leave rather quickly. The business was this. Uh, me and Mark, if you wanted to chime in, Mark, uh, we went into Mithril <laughs> Hall, and uh, we were immediately met by my father and various other dwarven dignitaries, and we immediately had to start answering questions. 
about what was going on and etc etc so apparently in our absence Adric has announced uh, sometime I think probably when the assassins were likely to turn up to uh, Mithril Hall uh, that he had discovered excuse me not Mithril Hall Kundrakar when the assassins turned up at Kundrakar that the uh, he had discovered Kundrakar and uh, told the location of it to all the various heads of the Dwarven Holds and it was to be a reclamation effort and the treasures and artifacts were very museum or shared amongst the holds or something. That sounds pretty nice. Yes, but it does put into some issue of legality about who owns what exactly. His claim of discovery uh, technically was announced before our return and us saying, aye, we had been there and we have claimed such and such things uh, put us at odds a bit. So even the independent of any conspiracy on the part of your grandfather, even the relics that we now have might be disputed per their ownership amongst your your clans. Aye, and I, I told our story that we were not told by Adric what it was. It was an independent discovery, which it was. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, we have a contested claim is the sort of legality of the situation. In a ring about it. No, it's a much more about talking, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. A lot of talking uh, and looking at books of law book, and uh, whatnot. Or Mark says, uh, uh, Adric had a legal representative present there, specifically on his payroll, representing his interests and claim. And Baron mentioned nothing of uh, Adric or our mission to uncover his history or any other revelations? No, not in a public setting like that. It he seemed he produced the journal and he set that on the uh, table and he says, nothing about the journal in that conversation either. Aye. So that was the gist of that conversation, I think. Did I leave anything out? So no, we pretty much told the entire tale end to end of us leaving Oakhurst, making our trail to Karundrakar, returning to Mithril Hall, Aye. Standing by our claim, but nothing of the why we went there. Aye, nothing of assassins, nothing of Adric's betrayal, none of that. So, Things that would essentially ink. bring that element to light. And then I had a private conversation with the mother and father, him being the uh, head of the Temple of Moradin there, and she being very influential in Mithril Hall in the politic, I think head of the treasury. Uh, anyway, and then I told her everything. And... Uh, <laughs> Aye, so they... and Mark produced the journal of Durgedon, and uh, my father inspected it for some time, and he's convinced. He's, as far as, as far as I can tell, he's he believes us. So we have some of your people, if it's even if it's only two of them, and they happen to be your parents. Aye, and uh, more significantly, <laughs> they're, they're on our side. My mother, uh, who had supposedly one of the, the, the eight gems that Adric had crafted from. Again, thus the whole betrayal and whatnot offered us her gem. She was wearing it. Scream's eyes go wide. Mark has it. He pulls it out and he sets it on top of the journal. He says, "He says we have one of the gems." I was very surprised that Auntie, uh, what's her name again? Mardrin. Aye, Mardrin. Mardrin. Auntie Mardrin parted with this one, but once she heard the story of Adric's betrayal, uh, saw the journal witnessed the ritual that uh, 
my uncle performed over it, she seemed convinced. And I was concerned, despite her being a good-hearted and stout dwarf lady, that she might have hidden alliances to Adric that would endanger uh, us in the face of our, our, our claims. She seemed poised and sympathetic. Aye. With no greater example than this very gem you see before it. And he, Scrim walks over to your side of the table and is like, he, he covers his hand in his cloak and he's like tapping at the gem, like, is like, is, it's, written, it's written within the armor that I wear uh, ever since it was gifted to us and I, I intend to keep it and the journal safe in that spot, but we'll, we'll need the help of yourselves. Scrim, Drussin, Oil, to determine what sort of what and Bern, of course, what Aye. sort of what what's the nature of this gem? For though I've inspected it a few times in private in private company uh, myself, and have determined the the artistry, uh, the craftsmanship of it to be of the highest quality, my skill takes We're me good no. in style. Well, well, there's always a small possible chance that uh, this is one of the, the fake. In Dragon's journal, he did specify that he gave uh, someone, and I don't know if that actually. Drewston has come out, by the way, for this conversation. Yes. Obviously, oh, eyes. we didn't narrate it, but <laughs> no. we'll have to play his details yeah. later. But anyway, well, but uh, so I, I don't know if he, it being fake or not is better or worse. Well, I think uh, here in Silvery Moon is it presents an opportunity or a choice. That uh, we should do all that we can amongst ourselves to determine the nature of this. And if we don't glean as much information as we'd like, at least here we have the opportunity to seek trusted company to learn more. I, if we'd like to take that risk. I know Taita Kasikwa, I believe was the name in the journal. Of the, quite the name. The individual in Deep Amaskar who supposedly knows more about these gems and who the other one uh, was sent to, but again, that was some hundreds of years ago, and, uh... How long do Taipa Kotsik was live? I thought, and I was under the impression that Drust, and you can confirm this or whether or not that's true, that, uh, the folks down there in Deepamaskar are long-lived. Wait, <laughs> They're humans, but not quite humans. Yes, cousin. <laughs> they are... Aye, uh, aye, cousin. They're aye, cousin. They are said to be lived for uh, uh, for hundreds of years. Some people say thousands, but I think that is just tales. So it's possible this fellow might still be among the living. It's not... If it was, you know, sent it to Goliath, well, we'd be out of luck. If the tales are true, those uh, those that come from Deep Amaskar are... Uh, have as little in common with the humans as they... Uh, uh, as the elves do. Hmm. So... <laughs> uh, he falls on his face. That's not far away, though. Even if we do, even if this Titan Kasik was alive, I mean, Deep Masca. Mm. I mean, we need to find. Con- we need to find how to get there. And yeah. considering the other events in motion, to undertake a journey personally across the world, the time spent to locate Taita, return with any information, we're talking. Think of what may have happened here locally with the claim of of Adric. Any any says that not to not stand and defend our our tale, 
may in the end forfeit our claim to it mm. if your father and uh, other allies are unable to to gain us the time. There, there is some risk in the time taken. Aye, that's true. And I, I, think I Tristan would speak up. Right, never mind. You, you respond first. Well, see, I, 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 I understood the risks, or at least I tried to weigh them as best I could, and I, I felt more important to me to be sure that uh, Adric was brought to justice, and so whatever claims over Kundrakar would be secondary to that, so I, I didn't want to be held up. I felt we needed to go. That's why we left in such a hurry, is they said, don't leave, because of the legal issues I discussed. So they said, don't leave. And, and we left. And it seemed prudent to do the opposite of anything Adrix wants us to do. I like this. I like this. You have my support. He says, I cousin. He says, he says, it is the truth that we, uh, uh, that we are after here. And he says, and the more important truth is what did Adric do? He says, and what is he doing now? He says, the truth that we discovered Kundakar before him, that is a non-important truth. Aye, and the relics we acquired from there, well, we have them, so... He says, they will be kept safe. And the relics that are still at Kundakar, it sounds like, uh, it says all of the seven holds are going there to reclaim it. He says, we have, uh, we have Which no... That, that's a best case scenario for me, that sounds excellent. He says, I'd agree, we have, noth- we have no reason to believe that, uh, uh, that the future state of Kundakar won't be anything but positive for dwarves. And maybe... It, it does mean they will like him more. And maybe it's just, uh, maybe only us non-dwarves notice it, but, uh, your kind seems, uh patient and uh, slow in, its, in your people's long-term plans. Aye, Adric has been content no cha- with nothing changing uh, on the front of Kundra car, never having gone and wiped it out or cleansed it for all these years. I wonder if uh, the proof of, of the truth being the journal and the armor and the hammer and what we have and the, and the amulet uh, as long as those stay safe, can't seem like uh, it seems like the truth can't get further away. That's but when the door opens. Uh, just a quick little, <laughs> very soft knock knock as the door opens, and uh, several people walk in holding trays. Oh, okay, food, food, huh? Right, I forgot about that. Wait, we're in the middle of something. Baron was startled for a minute. I was talking to Adric, and all of a sudden the door starts opening. He was like, went in like flight or flight mode. <laughs> Noctis covers up the uh, journal and the, and the, and the gem. It's uh, all all of them bringing it in have their heads bowed low and step forward, and it's probably Baron that, Baron and Scrimcorn that first notices. But it's all it's all obvious to all of you as they walk towards that their feet don't make a sound as they walk forward as they uh, uh, they're not wearing shoes they're wearing um, slippers slippers like slippers yeah like soft slippers but as they uh, as they step forward there's not a board that is creaking on the ground and there is not the sound of, uh, of a single footfall as they step forward and start just sliding the trays expertly onto the tables and uh, and withdrawing is uh, the meat cooked? Uh, there is uh, a wide variety of meats, uh, and then pitchers come forward with uh, with steins as well as uh, uh, goblets, uh, empty steins and goblets 
uh, placed uh, all around the meeting table. After when they put the, the things down, uh, Scrim reaches into his, his pouch and tosses out uh, five gold coins. At, Ooh, uh, big spender. How does he toss it to them? Uh, like a man who doesn't know the value of currency. Uh, he uh, tosses it forward, and the, uh, the servant who is closest just catches it in his hand and then tucks it into his robes as he... Uh, as he continues to to walk out. Word of gratitude. (laughs) Snivel? Nothing? That's that's customary. (laughs) The original original elf, um, uh, he... uh, Are they all elves, the servants? uh, They were a mix. Elves, uh, elves, humans, and one uh, one gnome. (laughs) Alright. The gnome stands alone. Uh, and a mixture of uh, mixture of men and women. Uh, he, was a, he was a dog. There were a total of uh, seven that brought these in. And uh, the last one stands forward, and he raises uh, he raises his head, and he says, "He says, as requested, you uh, uh, your meats and drinks are here. We have uh, uh, we have a variety of schnitzels here, and some stroganoff. Uh, he says some wings from uh, uh, from nearby Mithril Hall, uh, made with." Uh, uh, Made with a sauce homemade here at the Golden Oak, made from butter and a uh, variety of local peppers. He says we uh, brought you uh, we brought you the uh, the finest dwarven ales, uh, mostly sourced from uh, nearby Mithril Hall, uh, as well as some other uh, as well some other local vintages that uh, are Mantles. that are uh, brewed here in uh, by the local dwarves of Silvery Moon. Uh, uh, and here is uh, uh, a tray of smoked Roth sausage, as well as some spicy pork sausage from Sembia. It all looks delicious. Leave us a piece. And he says, as for the breads, uh, there is a mixture of okay, uh, okay. black bread and I'm onion loaves. And uh, and here is a uh, and here is a bowl of a variety of local fresh picked uh, potatoes, celery roots, turnips, rutabaga, um, uh, garden rall- r- garden radish, and sugar beets. Feast of kings, to be sure. <laughs> Beats. And then oh, he, uh, and then he bows his head and he walks out again silently. And the door just makes the slightest latch noise as it shuts. Scrim digs into that hole. tonight. <laughs> you know, and he just grabs four of the wings <laughs> and starts chewing on them. And you've seen that Scrim has, uh, he has better teeth on one side. He, oh. He's missing oh. some teeth, maybe some rotted teeth on one side, but you know that he has good yeah. teeth on one side. He These takes radishes care of those teeth. get the good teeth side. He really just... Turnips. Just a turnip bite. And he rotates. Yes. Baron uh, grabs, you know, a plate of something, starts dishing himself up, says, So, pork sausages. Pool of souls? Well, well, what was the name of the thing? Something of souls? Before we continue, Cousin, I did want to clearly tell the group that though. Reputation is of no major consequence to those here. I am in a very different position. He says, simply returning a year late, our story is is out and it's been told almost in its completeness. For us to show up 
It is no small thing to put forth an alternate claim to a discovery in the world of dwarves. To leave that claim unsubstantiated and make off with the relics only suggests that we do so illicitly, without proper claim. Returning would only provide Abbott the time to see it, to, to tell that story far and wide and make it the truth that he wants. He says, uh, he says, I'm, I'm nearly, res- I'm nearly entirely resolved to make this trip for the reasons that you mentioned, young Dristin, and for the justice that Adric must face. He says, but I struggle, I struggle against what it might cost me and feel like I'm taking two steps back and one step forward for my own designs. Mm. He says, the, uh, the... <clears throat> facing, facing directly one of the clan crafters in Mithril Hall, lit a bit of a spark in me, and for the first time in many years, I feel drawn to return to my old arts. Y'all have seen my smithing, and we've worked stone several times since knowing you, but... The work you did on Headshaver and uh, Kirindrakar was quite impressive. I appreciate that, cousin, but I speak not of that when I say my when I mention my art, for I'm a jewel crafter by trade, and it is under that study that I achieve the rank of clan crafter. And if I'm ever to return to that, it will be as much reputation as skill that brings me there. Mm. And I feel that our trip may very well place that in jeopardy, or at least failure to do so would. <clears throat> so. If we if we head out on this on this mission on this endeavor, we must we must take it to completion, or else there's not for me to return to. Hey, if uh, I mean, if you're looking to salvage your reputation, either we need to go back and contest the claim and basically ignore whatever treachery Adric may have done, or we need to. Uh, ensure he's brought to justice and, you know, our tale comes through and all comes out and everyone gets our side of the story and your reputation is is upheld. So, uh, the second one is I think the more righteous of the two choices, but also the more difficult. He says, uh, <clears throat> I'm, tr- I'm trusting you, cousins, for your, your wisdom and commitment to the truth here, which, to be honest, does not have much to do with me personally. Adric has never wronged me once in his life until he set, set assassins against me for, as far as I know, protecting his own legacy. It's something that I could have avoided. I could have made a deal with him. You know of this. He's in the big picture. And honestly, with, with what we've been dealing with, the threat of those assassins seems far less intimidating recently. Ha, well said. Seems like almost less of a slight now. I could go and I could kill ten assassins, no problem. He says, so I, I'll trust in your wisdom and commitment, Drosten and Baird, and of you, Scream, Oilvane, and Baird, your new friends. I'll, I'll, I'll trust in your capabilities. Best your, friends. Your, Best your, friends. your powers. <laughs> your, your friendship, of course, Oilvane. <laughs> your, your powers, your prowess, your, your knowledge. Uh, he says, uh... I fear it won't happen unless unless we're all in and committed to that same end. He says, which is different than following the hammer. He says, as I, as, as I will help 
I will help this uh, this task. Uh, definitely, when it aligns with with my tasks, uh, as best I can, as it aligns parallel to my tasks, as it does now. <clears throat> if I'm uh, if I'm commanded to go in a completely opposite direction, <clears throat> maybe we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, I cannot. I cannot promise that that I'll be here to see this all the way through. But in the meantime, for your for your uh, for your own task that you have assigned yourself, um, and he takes out uh, a bag of gold. Uh, he says, "As promised, honest pay for honest work." Out of character, was it four hundred? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll figure that out. We, okay, we can go there. But he he yeah. produces the, of gold. he produces the gold that uh, that he had said that he had said earlier. He says, as I uh, it is that detour was valuable to me. Exactly. He says he says fair fair trade scrim. I'll put this to work immediately. Uh, he says, uh, and fair enough. Though, if the fates put us at cross purposes I would hope the courtesy of a of a heads up before before that happens or if we part ways uh, or if I fall asleep and you're on watch and the witches arise <laughs> do me the courtesy of a swift, swift kick in the arse before you make way at the very least I'll, ri- I'll rouse you from a slumber that I can promise <laughs> Alright. Uh onto these onto the gym. I uh but on the note as you were saying of your task, I also am committed to seeing that uh Snowbane is found and the hammer delivered. Uh, well no. When you speak of this I wish to say a thing. It's please. not it's not big thing, just saying I I enjoy all this incredible fighting is good. In the work that we do, helping the swamp elves, that is good. But the fighting is is bold, it is strong. We have a, the longer I stay with you, the more I find amazing things. This is good, I will not change this. Snowbane, finding Snowbane, is an important task for the hammer, for you. I do not, I do not see those paths as different things. Helping you is the same path, because in doing so, greatness will find greatness. And Snowbane is great, so we will find her if we continue doing great things. This is inevitable. Are you saying, like, if we, I don't know, make a reputation for ourselves or something, Snowbane might... No. Get a bit and grow interested or something? No, no, no. It's more fundamental. It is like nature. It is the flowing of cold mountain streams down rivers into into deeper deeper valleys. It is it is gravity. It is the seasons. It is the way things are. Hmm. When when great things happen, snowbane also happens. So we will continue doing great things, and then we will find snow. I, you know more about Goliath than I do. I am a Goliath. I, I would hope so. I, Me too. I can't imagine how doing great things will suddenly bring us a snowbane. I didn't say suddenly. No. I oh, said suddenly, eventually. Or eventually. 
But I have to agree. I can't see any strong argument against deferring to your wisdom on this one. I have wisdoms. It does hearten me that simply killing our foes and making our way might also solve this hugely confusing quest of Snowbane and where the fuck she might be in the... I would love to be given a task that is simply continue doing what you're doing. And just do it. That is what I think it is. I've is never seen... We can do! Come to see... I've never seen Berja live any other way. And she must be a key. <laughs> all this talk of eventually and all these things that might take a very long time, I think the only thing it says to me is that we're going to be together for a while. Aww. <laughs> I, I'm not... Hi, brother. I hope that... I'm worried about your dog. <laughs> you look over and then uh, Snoot is sitting on one of the plates chowing down on something. Oh, so. yeah. oh he's got an appetite. On the schnitzel. Yes, as long as we're together, seeing that sickly dog is starting to wear on my energies. <laughs> oh, in, in the name of honesty and directness, Scrum has told quite a bit of his communion with the witches. Berjoss speaks of of Snowbane and our quest of fight. The fuck is going on with with Snoot? Do, do you know anything more? What's <sighs> I mean, he just seems very familiar to me. I mean, it's, I don't know, I mean, I feel like... Like an old friend? Like he's made of the same thing that I am. Like, you're... I admit his Are odd you? disease is sort of inky and black-ish, which is sort of like your odd arm disease, as you described it. Mm. And, uh... See, if only you were familiar with that person that kidnapped him. Well, I to mean... send a message, I mean. Yeah, I haven't met that individual, unfortunately. She was very powerful. I tried to attack her. It didn't do anything. I was powerless against her. Hmm. That is only more motivation for you to become stronger next time. Mm. And you said she buggered off. Indeed. Hopped through a portal and took all of the things to who knows where. She seemed put off by something. I mean, this whole... It's the idea of my blood, which she wanted. She seemed like she desired it, but... After a conversation, it seemed like the last thing she wanted. Like she wanted to get away real fast. Maybe she was afraid of your power. Oh, I don't know. Out of character, did you mention the whole end of the world prophecy thing? Uh, the pamphlet. Yeah, yeah, he said everything. He gave it to us yeah. to try to understand it. it. Oil Vane didn't that, really, uh, he didn't hold back anything uh, when he came back. Mm -hmm. Still the end of the world prophecy. And Drusen has the Drusen has a scroll. An oh yeah, it's an not that easy. Scroll. He says, yeah. says oh, maybe it's now in a place scroll. with more resources, Ooh. we can we can get someone to look at that that amulet, someone that we trust." Scrim, oh, I'm already ahead of you on that one. He says, "I've set up all my documents in the other room." He says, "I, I took one of the rooms. I hope that's okay." He says. Uh, uh, he says, there's so many wealths of knowledge in this town. He says, the scroll. He says, we'll get it translated here. Well, that'd be great. Such a mystery. One oh boy, And the third piece, the third thing we should do while we're here. Is fight some piece. Well, the, the, that, and the fourth thing we should do, <laughs> the fourth thing after fighting people, is someone here has to know a surefire way of getting to Deepa Mascar, but more so than the other tasks, that one we need to either do anonymously or with a lot of discretion. 
Because the one thing we have above Adric right now is he doesn't know where we're going. Even if we're followed every step of the way there, he doesn't know where we're headed. And as soon as he does, he could cut us off. That's, that's true. I, I, it's unlikely he's aware of the general. He doesn't know for sure what we found in Diva Mascara. But while I trust your parents, now that that if they if they trust someone and they trust someone, aye, there's a possibility sure. he could be found. That's true. But Deepa Mascar, because they don't know. I right? did not tell them where we were going next. So that I think that our because the is information about Taitakasiqua right. came directly from the ghost of Arundel about him being in Deepa Mascar. Uh, yeah, that's not in the journal, that, correct? It was not in the journal. I believe that was the pretty much the only the piece of information you I, did not share. I, I also think you didn't tell your parents about temporarily, the actually, orc. basically permanently allying yourself with an orc. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we left that part <laughs> out. You also left that part <laughs> out. <laughs> I know this. Two things were like where you're headed, strategic decision, and uh, befriending an orc. More of a it will lower uh, credibility. more it will of a lower, political. It will lower credibility. <laughs> <laughs> we trust you, son. You Just barely. I think your story barely makes sense. Also, I've been hanging out with orcs. <laughs> maybe, barely. maybe you're making the whole thing up. So those are the only two things held back. Only, the only two things not shared with the uh, Baldurks. The amulet, the scroll, and a way to get to Diva Mascar. It seems like, and looking at a snoop. We can get those Little things done, tree. as well as contact as you say that, and contact that elf who was going to look into the adventure. Snoo no, was standing on one of the like plates, eating up the last of the schnitzel, and then it looks around, and then you see it just lay down in the plate, and it starts to shrink down oh. and melting onto oh, the plate. No, 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 no. Says, ah. a get it off the table! Wait, wait, like melting into a puddle? It's like, like dissolving. Like dissolving, liquefying into a blacky inkness. And then it rolls Bear over. Picks becomes, up her plate of food. And then it becomes whole again and looks over at Oil Vane and wags its tail. <laughs> That's unsettling. That is not I don't like that. No. Like a, a, a no. pork sausage and it's like. <laughs> Bear Duck keeps eating, but like. Scream crunches his turnips. <laughs> And it looks as whole as it was a moment ago. And it jumps into Oil Vane's arms. Snoot is uh, like, Oil Vane is like, Do you do that too? Squeezing him to see his consistency. <laughs> his corporalness. Yeah. You can only control your oily arm. You can't make the rest of your body become oil, can you? I can't. I mean, you should try. Maybe you can. Would that have happened to you? Do you think that would have happened to you if uh, you'd gone... I don't know. They didn't for, put the plate on you or whatever. I mean, I, from what I understand, the, the shadow blood would have consumed me. So I'm guessing. Is it consuming the dog? Maybe. I mean, I mean, in the way that I do certain spells, I, my body does turn Can the dog do into the shadow magic? Blood. Can the dog do magic? Uh, Drusen, <laughs> maybe do some research on. Oil Vane's condition while you're at it. Tristan's got his book open and he's like furiously <laughs> sketching. Books to get! He says, oh, Quiet, cousin, be... don't let the image go out of my head. Okay. So Puddle plus dog has equals Tristan question mark. Has Tristan eaten anything or is he purely just writing stuff down at this point? Like, is he eating? Scrim says, I want to talk. There's, there's, a, there's a wing with one bite taken out <laughs> one sitting bite. in front of him. <laughs> 
Dax's. Must write. <laughs> I want us to talk to Dax as soon as possible. I can't shake the feeling that that the Adventurers Guild seem to be seem to be big players in blood magic, mm. and I just can't help but feel like. Mm. Shall we? Shall we? Well, I think we, we had keep a... our distance from them, but the we... only. Do you think there's an Adventurers Guild here? Perhaps, perhaps Grumbar first. Far. Yeah, yeah, we had a full rest have... since uh, since our fight with the anathema. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Let's make sure that was called an anathema. Asnathema. No, anathema. For the purposes of spells. Anathema. 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 sending Saint Chief friends. Um. All right. I can send some messages. What? Who are we needing to talk to? Dax and Grumbar, you say? Uh, for Grumbar, what's the weather? And how far out is he? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask him Cool. Right. Uh, if it's if he's close, but there's bad weather, he may be farther tomorrow and the day after that. Fair enough. I uh, thought you were just being uncharacteristically small talky. Uh, I, so... Scrubby, you, you know as much as me, as me as about balloon captain, but the one thing that I figured out was squalls ahead are bad news. And best be walking to me about. Ah, remember when we did that? We beat him on land. I remember. <laughs> I don't remember. So, so, uh, message Rumbar, what's your estimated arrival? When is your estimated arrival to yeah. Silvery Moon City? Yeah. That seems like our main. <sighs> we have yes. more to say, we can talk more tomorrow, right? Is it Silvery Moon City or just Silvery Moon? It is Silvery Moon. Silvery Moon. City of Silvery. Any other comments to add to Grumbar? Is there a way for him Hi. to get here without attracting attention? He's in the giant balloon. Uh, but so. Has keep... he added Wi-Fi to his balloon? Yeah. <laughs> to keep a to keep a lower profile of boss. Perhaps does larger his... balloon. Does it have stealth technology? The <laughs> balloon is actually an amazing way to shake a tail because whereas you may go nowhere or twenty miles and they could totally follow you, it's like, oh they're in the sky, assholes. You've, we've had yeah, 80 mile days yeah. where they, yeah. they, they had, no one had any chance of, of following you especially, on a horse. Especially based on the terrain. So you can just roll shit until you get an 80 mile day and you're like, cool, we'll start here. We know they're like, they have no idea. I'm just, we need to make a turn. That would maybe be a way to like establish a very, a very separate starting point for the journey. I'm also committed to the idea that we have, we have capital that we could, we can invest in the balloon. Mm-hmm. This idea of... Speaking of capital though, Right. Need some diamonds. Oi. No, for the group. I, I, I have my own quest and sure. Right. No, I need, I need, I need diamonds of about yay size and shape and clarity and such. I'm I, I can now revive us should we fall. In case just trust and Or any of us. Well, I guess Most. not me, because then you'd all shit out of luck. Uh, <laughs> Most likely. Not, not as much as you, though, cousin. All right, well, I'll, actually, I'll be fine. Can you write? <laughs> <laughs> Play that talk. You're not going anywhere yet. Can you always... Not sure I want him watching my back with that mentality. Always have it ready. Oh, have it spell ready so you can cast it on yourself. Gotcha. Oi, cousin, as before, I'll shop it up and uh, had a... Had intentions of... But uh, speaking of funds on that, since it's, you know, for the purposes of all of us, I wouldn't mind if we all pitched in at a bit expensive. I can't quite, you know, soldier the cost on that one. Three? That's uh, 300. Oi, but three of them. Uh, 
Sure, that put my mind at ease. Yep, we have some undivided, non-liquid assets, if I recall. Gems. I'd be willing to pitch in some gold. I've got, I've got more gold than I ever thought I would have. Right, well, we can uh, we can see about that and uh, <laughs> and keep your eyes on a swivel for Ted. Well, been saying that makes me think he's right around the corner. <laughs> could, be the could be in the room already. I learned my lesson. <laughs> Did anyone get a good look at that gnome? I did I did not We might not be able to pull off an elf, but I feel like a gnome is within his skill set. Right, he could be like on his knees with some little booties under from or something. <laughs> no one looks behind the gnome. Fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, screw that, man. Um, so we have questions we'd like to have answered here in Silvery Moon. How we know the questions, how are we going to go about getting answers? Uh, I do. I, I'm okay. I'm. I've probably been to Silvery Moon, maybe once or twice. For sure. Um, what does Baron know? Are there any notable libraries in town that a person like he would have? Like I don't know what. Baron knows. Baron. I mean, this is a place of knowledge. The notable libraries is a district. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay. The, the this this is the place. This is the where the place where people go that want to discover, that want to learn something truly rare and and end up and end up retiring here by accident. They yeah. come here on a quest for knowledge and they never leave. Like it's like a, the Florida place of Beirut. Is it this place is famous for? Is that is that people will get people will get lost in the uh, in their studies here because it's it, for those that have the, the the penchant and the interest for it. It is they, they can easily lose themselves in this knowledge in this place and uh, and, and oftentimes warm. the cost for uh, uh, the cost for speaking to those lore masters here can be uh, can be prohibitive. It can be it can be employment. It can be quests. It can be all sorts of uh, uh, things. Not just coin. Uh, many here don't deal in just coin. Uh, it's also a uh, it's also a booming economy and all, and has been for as long as Baron's been around. Uh, uh, the, uh, but especially recently, in recent years, basically. It was famous for it uh, shortly before Baron left on his current um, mm. uh, journey. Is that people were flooding to Silvery Moon um, uh, and settling, and and the, the the town is the city is rapidly expanding on the south on the south end on the south huh. end of the river, um, and there are many people that are coming here trying to uh, make it big, yeah, participate in this growth. Uh, so this is this is the place to be for exactly what you need, yeah. uh, completely by chance because you guys didn't set out here. Because it was that, you set out here because it was close away from Mithril Hall. And away. Uh, and generally Easter. Yeah. Than yeah where and we were. Eastern, yeah. It was just Eastern from Mr. Mithril Hall, and, and here you are. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, Drewston knows this. Baron knows this, certainly. It's the gem of the north. This place is famous on the, uh, on the Sword Coast. Like, everyone so, knows of it. Sure. We need how to get to Deep Amashkar. What the hell is the Pool of Souls? Uh, what's wrong with the puppy? Uh, what were the other questions? Uh, Laura, regarding oil veins, nature. So, that's sort of along with the puppy. What's wrong with the oil vein and puppy? Because they might the, be related. The amulet. Yeah. So, uh, pool of souls, right? Amulet, that's sort of tied in with the amulet, right? Pool of souls, amulet. How to get to deep in Moscow. What's wrong with the oil vein? Uh, the, Other yeah. questions. Uh, the the writing, 
The writing. The writing. That's four. Okay. The scroll. Ha- right. Yeah. The yeah. the encrypted scroll from the individual who had captured Oilvein. So how to get to Deepa Mascar? What's wrong with Oilvein and the puppy? The pool of souls and the amulet. Uh, and how to translate this writing. Other questions? Things we need want to find out here. Mark says, if there's any learnings available regarding the enchantment of steel. Aye, well, okay. That's... Seems like, that might seem like a personal. Well, I mean, oil veins is too, while we're at it, but you know what? We're, we're talking about people's times and what they're going to be spending time on, and how long we're going to be in this city. 45 gold a day is a bit steep if we're planning on spending any extended time here. That, I think that, that will be dictated by Grumbar's response. All right, well, let's so, find out how you... Uh, let's do that first, and then and then figure out... I'll send him out... What time of day is it? It's all past sunset now, so it's the evening. He's awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, just, when are you likely to arrive? Any other questions for Grumbar beyond that? How does the... Yeah. How does the journey forward seem? Have the skies been clear? Have all right. Good. Good enough. Uh, Baron begins casting. You can do three of these today, you know. Summoning his magical might. And then... Uh, well, the utility wands, it tends to be a little bit less, you know, more than burn this and that. It's almost kind of more like a ritually a little bit thing. Um, uh, and he feels the flash when he says, uh, okay. Um, Grumbar. This is Baron Baldurk. Uh, how fares the journey so far? When are you arriving. like arriving in Silvery Moon? Is that one word? Ah, uh, yep, it is. Uh, respond. But in, is that one word? Is four words? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> respond. Respond in twenty-five words or less. Nice. <laughs> Good. Um, he responds fewer. You say the number fewer. and not Baron letter. Here's the response in his head, ferried by, ferried by the, the energy and the guidance of Morden himself. Uh, he says, "Grumbar is in the air, on my way. Have you arrived in Silvery Moon?" He says, Go talk to Balanos, old friend. I'll... That's Wait. It. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Grumbar. <laughs> is he doing it if on purpose? Grumbar is in the air. He's still he lucky. had to say. We're lucky he didn't just say air balloon is the safest way to travel. <laughs> travel. If you as long as you're not in a hurry. <laughs> Does the person who's sending a message know that they get cut off, or will they just keep talking? <laughs> I think I, I think there's a sense of energy Hello. in speaking that then dissipates. Oh, okay. I think they know. I would think so. <laughs> if they care. Hello. Go talk to Balanos. Tell you about my nephew now. All right, that's new. Do we have bottle four? I see a lot of empty cups. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. All right, bottle four. I'm just so saying, if there was Rack a lot of half okay, Rock, okay. I wouldn't have said anything okay. if there was a lot of half glasses, but there's a lot of empty glasses, which is the opposite. So. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I neglected. Bring on the princess. Bring on 
the princess. No information about when Grumbar is arriving. He's traveling here. Who knows? I mean, it's so... Who knows? You can send another one. Oh, we were gonna contact. Oh, we can you contact really him tomorrow. <laughs> Fine, contact Dax and save one Doesn't for emergencies. Houston has, he can do it too, right? I trust him can as well. Oh, yeah, uh, multiple messages to multiple of the same people at once. Yeah, send, send the one to Dax. And, and... Alright, well, what do we want to know from Dax then? Uh, we had a time. We had a, we had a time. He did contact me in a month, right? Was that? Did. Okay. Yeah, it definitely hasn't been a month. No, okay. it's only okay. been since since. What did you do that when you arrived in? Kurdukar? No, oh, no, that was right about out. that was about a week out of Mithril Hall. Yeah. No, so, that was it was like a day after Mithril Hall. I think is when we covered. Was that one? No, no, no. no. When, before, you, when you contacted right? Dax, it was a myth uh, a week before you got to. Mithril. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's one you contacted Dax. That was okay. about two, two weeks. Anyway, the point is, it's been about two out of the four weeks he said contact me in. Okay, okay. Gotcha. so I, I totally no. forgot the timeline. So yeah, me, me as well. Uh, I did too until no. whoever just reminded about the month. Thing. It's all good. I, I didn't remember it until I thought now, and so yeah, let's not do that. Right. But later, I'm, I'm very excited to hear from him, but uh, Dax is not a man that you call two weeks early. He's a professional, and a professional knows his timelines, and when he clearly tells you the timeline, he expects not to be bothered until that point. What's what the odds if we call him? And he's killing someone at the. <laughs> he says, "Odds are good." I'll call you back. I'm about to kill someone. And then you hear, "Shh." That's one of his words. That's yeah. one of his Sheep. words. Yeah, it counts. It counts. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, also, you get a half word from the victim. Stab! 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 Blah! It's like normally silent when he does it, but he wants us to know. Stop saying things. You're taking up all my words. <laughs> Uh, Baron sends another one to Grumbar. Try and get that okay. that that estimate on how long he's gonna be. We will go see your friend. Where are you? How far are you from Silvery Moon? Yeah, uh, Bandit. I love having viewers uh, fact checking our own story. Uh, it confirms that it was the day before Mithril Hall was when you last spoke to Dax. Oh, fantastic. So it's only been, like, a week le- less than a week. Yeah. I-, I think your travel through the swamp here was oh, only a few days. About, like, ten days tops. Okay. Including thank the road and then detouring into the like swamp. So it was, like, close to two weeks. Yeah, I think everybody likes to play with Gordon. No, no, it's only been, like, ten days. Ten days in the swamp, but plus, again... We were going to be doing actual, like, date-keeping, and then we've sort of forgotten. Okay. Or, Tristan's been doing it a bit, but... Anyway, we'll get back to it. Sure, okay. He's not here, so, you know, well, the cat's away. Who knows when and how things happened. <laughs> Who knows what happened. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so perfect. Um, so, it's Baron contacts Grimbar says, uh, we will, we will go talk to Balanos. Um, how, <coughs> we've arrived in Silvery Moon when how far away from Silvery Moon are you? Right now. Right now. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> uh, do I have my map here? No, I gotta get that. Oh. Cheers. 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 Tuesday night. There's another full glass of champagne. It's a lot of champagne. To the princess. To the princess. To the princess. You're the princess. Your Majesty. 
Hang on, taking a quick peek at the map here. There is Silvery Moon. That's me. There's Silvery Moon. I mean, you can get a line and then compare it to the legend down there at the bottom. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'm just looking. Okay, so this is us. Grumbar's from here. The witches are down here. Oil Vane was from over there. Keep going. No, no, he's so from the east coast. Oil actually near Grumbar. Okay. okay, he's got that's, an island accent, that's, remember? That was their oil they visited, but then he's from here, but then, like, Snoot, <laughs> Snoot could be from here. Snoot was um, from over there. Uh, and from then, uh, well, Snoot was found there. Uh, that's true. Snoot, Snoot was retrieved from there. Okay, anyway, it's a little... God. <laughs> oh, surprise you let me go on for that long with the placing dice on the maps game. Whoa. <laughs> Missed a couple. Missed some of my dice. Uh, Grumbar is flying in his balloon. God damn it. It says, glad you'll be speaking to Balanos. <laughs> That's two words. It says, <laughs> oh, yeah, Balanos. <laughs> so, uh, it's a long compound name. Um <clears throat> It says, Hard to say time, safest way to travel. Didn't ask for time, said distance. How far? It could be time or distance. God um, damn it. <laughs> 12 parsecs. He says, 12? Over the King's Road. That's so long! Lord, fucking roads and God damn it! Where's the King's Road? Isn't the King's Road? Like this? He's in the... He says, one to three weeks. Jeez Louise. 123 weeks, got it. One, two, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how turtles say numbers. <laughs> Brutal. So I like... It's a reminder, Instagram says... <clears throat> It's a reminder of what air travel will be like, both with the company of Grumbar and also when his estimate is one to three weeks. I Temper our expectations. I see it as a better way to shake our shake any pursuers than make great time, and I'll be I'll be drawn <coughs> and quartered by Adric himself before I take a balloon over the sea of fallen stars. <laughs> Uh, that seems unwise. Uh, you better land on land if you have to go down to the ground. You like ground? Well then, three weeks is going to cost a lot if we stay here. You should find it cheaper. <laughs> or we could sleep in the park. I mean, I, I hear the park is nice. But now that we have some privacy, perhaps. A cursory investigation into the nature of the gem. I, uh, I mean, I, I can... could not even say whether it has magical properties at this point. We haven't uh, checked it out at all. Yeah. That's a good first look. Uh, Drustin usually has detect magic on, yeah, way we can... on lockdown. Is it even magical? What's it do? Drustin, tell us! Can he use identify? Uh... Yeah, he can. He could do lots of things. What are you asking him to do? Drustin, give it a gander. What do you think? Nice and fancy. Let the man work. And uh, uh, he takes it and he says, "He says, my mother never let me, uh, uh, never let me handle hers. He says these were kept. Uh, these are kept in very uh, uh, 
close strict strict guard he says all my years living in Gontrugim he says he says I will treat it with respect and he says I have to get my supplies and he says I'll leave it here I'll bring it out I don't want to be alone with it and he that's weird Mark will shed his uh no yeah he's uh there's a knock at the door oh and uh a tall Slender elf walks in, and uh, uh, and she says, "Welcome to the uh, Inn of the Golden Oak." No, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. Inn, yeah. Inn, Inn of. All of a sudden, there was a string on my brain. How about just the oh, it's Golden? It's just called oak. the Golden Oak. That's why. Golden that's why I knew it was wrong. He says, "Just welcome to the Golden Oak." He says, "She says now that you've had some time to uh, settle in, uh, uh, take some baths." She says, "Did did we not bring?" And she looks in the corner and sees a, uh, a a pile of muddy towels, and she says, "We did not, we did not bring you enough warm towels. I apologize. We will, uh, uh, we will, I uh, will take care of that failure." And it says, "Next time that you uh, that you bathe, warm towels your size will be brought for you." She says, "Because you're still in your robe, right?" He gets both. He, 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 and yeah, he says, and well, "There's well. a laundry to be uh, taken as well there." And to be honest, if you have any available clothes or a tailor. On uh, on site, I could use some. Uh, says, I will have a, I will have a tailor sent up within the hour, and she takes a little bell uh, uh, from her own. Uh, she's wearing she's wearing extremely elegant silken robes, uh, silken um, uh, like a what do you call it, yeah, garb, garb, and uh, uh, rings a bell, and someone comes in just a couple seconds later, and she says, she says. Uh, some linens, and uh, take your soiled, uh, uh, soiled clothing out. There's like a gambeson and like a lot of like, like armor oh, padding. He in takes there. it's uh, like a couple pieces, and then another person comes in and takes a couple more pieces, and another like, person comes in takes it's some heavy duty more pieces. And it's, it's frosted with so much grossness. And she yeah. says, "I just wanted to take a moment to uh, welcome you to our uh, to our fine inn, and thank you for staying with us here in Silvery Moon." She says, this suite is... I want to explain to you some of the features of your, uh, of your uh, uh, emperor's suite here. Uh, it says, first of all, there are some enchantments that our, uh, that our mage proprietor uh, has placed upon these rooms. It says, when the door is shut, not a sound can travel in or out. It says, so it is safe for you to have your, uh, uh, to have your meetings and speak here. He says, and if there is any doubt, you of course may have your, uh, uh, may have your wizards come and inspect the enchantments themselves and uh, and verify that I speak the truth here. He says, also our servants that except will come for in, the bell. Uh, she says, the bell is enchanted with a uh, uh, with a special enchantment that will bring uh, that will bring servants to you within seconds of its ringing. And she says, and these are uh, conveniences that are afforded only to the emperor's suite for our most honored and finest guests. Hi. And she says, our servants, which will occasionally enter your room to bring you such uh, uh, such comforts as warm towels while bathing, cannot hear a word that you are saying until addressed. Directly, so long as their heads are bowed, he says. She says, not a sound will enter their ears. He says, so you uh, uh, you can feel free to be comfortable in your own rooms. He says, uh, uh, you can just ignore them, and they will uh, and they will bring you what you need. He says, and if you have any questions about Silvery Moon or the Golden Oak, she says, downstairs our concierge <laughs> would be happy to uh, would be happy to point you in uh, the direction or give you uh, or we could bring someone to give you a tour of the town. He says, 
Whatever it is that you need, we are but a bell ring away. Who, who do I call to fight me? <laughs> she My friend is a great jester. She says, "Well, I regret that we cannot uh, uh, that, that we cannot not offer uh, services of quarreling and, uh, and and ritual combat in our rooms." She says, "We would be happy to give you the names of several establishments in a short walk away where you could uh, where you could spend your evenings getting as bloody as you would like." Where you can go and beat the shit out of <laughs> Oh boy. There it does. Slightly that feels better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As well as uh-huh. a pay for Have murder. Have you perhaps heard of normal food? And she waits just a moment for a response and then leaves. And the door latches shut and again the, uh, the, the very small amount of sound coming from outside in the hallway just dies. So it wasn't that for me. It makes a click sound. It does. It has, it has a latch. Yeah. Along those lines, a, a tour might not be a bad idea. Uh, yes. An opportunity to but not with all portray of ourselves as adventurers looking to offload our coin and uh, make merry while we are here in the civilized world. Hmm. Maybe a appropriate guys uh, we probably should have a story aligned if we're going to be heading all about the town, I telling should. folk and asking... Uh, Asking for information usually merits giving some, and if we know, if we can agree as to why we're not here, but here. A lie. I figure we agreed. I'd be happy to chase down okay. an information on how to get to Diva Mascar by finding some sort of cartographer or long distance trap uh, guide or world traveler, and then just slipping them some coin to keep it quiet about what we talked about. Sounds Excellent. good to me. Seems straightforward. I'd be happy to look into that. Might be. Mm. While I'm out, we can do that and then uh, swing by some sort of blood oil enthusiast. <laughs> I could talk to the Temple of Moradin. It's probably not have a very large uh, area here, but I mean, I could see if the priest there knew anything about Oil Vane's affliction or his... His dog, I admit, I am curious. Uh, Maybe an exotic, an exotic animal specialist, actually. I mean, exotic animal specialist. For one thing, is it even a dog? Puddle dog. It looks like that dog. is a good question. It does not act like dog. Dogs don't typically turn into puddles. I not not unless you hit them very I, well, they don't usually come back from being puddles. No, they, I have not seen that. One-way transition. One way. Uh, I'll keep my cousin Drussen company here for, in case we end up with the, the rougher sort uh, bothering us here, looking at their uh, their trappings and whatnot, saying we're far wealthier than we were when we began this journey, and it does show. Hmm. Gesturing to the flaming skull on Berdra's head, he says. It may attract the wrong sort of attention for every city has its underbelly and I'll stick with we Russell to make sure that mm, he's safe and sound as well as not broadcasting our story in the street corner. He does like to do that. And uh, creating a mob mentality that we could do without. Eh, right. Drustin? That's not a metaphor. No. Well, that seems wise to me. So you stick with Drustin. Uh, I'll stick with Oil Vane and you two stick together. I think that's a, a mural anyway. You'd probably like to keep Berjo in sight. 
Berger, are you amenable to that? Work with Scrimcorn and figure out how to get to yeah, see, Deep well, Mascar? Yeah, help me find the fighting hammer. ring. What? No. You should bring the hammer. Oh, of course I'll bring the hammer. Everywhere we Yours. go. Yours. <laughs> just keep in room. People just walk in here. No. <laughs> Alright, so that seems like that'll be the task for uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a good time to start and all of that business will be open. I think tonight's a... Uh, Good opportunity to rest and maybe a bit of revelry and uh, not too much revelry, cousin. We need you. We need you up and about tomorrow. Uh, a point or two. <laughs> no more. No more in the picture. Aye, fine I'll for me. Just scrim looks at every other party member. <laughs> you know yourself, cousin. I just need you up and about tomorrow. I don't want to be picking you up from a jail cell again. Well, it's really. I can't go out and be buff. And unless the tailor gets here in the next uh, hour or so, it'll be it'll be taking measurements and then off to bed. All right. So I'm sure they'll bring up all the ale we can drink. <laughs> sure hope so. All right. Cheers. Ding. Give their little <laughs> little <laughs> glasses. Ding. Elven glass chalices. Yes. That's an unsatisfactory sound. Ding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna break it. Bloody elves. Fair <laughs> Ends up breaking hers. Yeah. Just, the wall. just you know, well you know, like if you do this too hard on, on a yeah, twig, it'll snaps. Yeah. Also, I misread Bandit's message. It was uh, it was a week before you arrived, so it's oh. still only two weeks out of the four weeks. So much misdirection. Yeah. It was the day before was when you spoke. Who to is this Bandit? The Baldurks. Yes. Why do they keep? No, I misread his message. He did not. Miss. Why would you trust someone named Bandit? Yeah. <laughs> you also tell you about great investment opportunities. So, so, so. What are you doing? Tonight, reveling. Yeah, reveling in our room. In our room, drinking, getting tailored for new clothes because they're about to head out on a long journey, and Mop wants a fresh set of duds uh, that are that are durable. Uh, well, we were walking around town. You see a lot of people walking around with like armor and weapons. Are we gonna look weird or be accosted by the city guard for going around armed and armored? Here, here's the thing: adventurers are a rare sight. Anyway. Enough. It's an extremely, extremely Niche. risky profession um, and is therefore a pretty unusual profession. Um, it is, even in a large city with a bunch of people bustling around, it is mostly, as in <sighs> modern time, in average, it is mostly the more poor than it is the rich. Um, and uh, and adventurers more stratified, stratified than the world we live in. Yeah, even more so than the world yes. we live in, and the world we live in is already pretty stratified. So, um, yeah, the, this is where you have lords and servants and aristocracy, yeah. and that's pretty normal. Um, that being, you know, and and this is a place where people have flooded here for, uh, uh, you know, to try to be a part of the big expansion of Silvery Moon, make, make and, their wealth. And whenever that happens in any economy in the whole world. Uh, a lot of people are doing it without the wealth necessary to make that happen, and so there are there are a lot of uh, you know there are a lot of people just barely scraping by. So adventurers stand out; they stand out everywhere. Uh, you know, there's a certain class of tavern you could go to where you'd fit in a bit more in the in the main tap room, um, but pretty much walking the streets. We're gonna turn tents. Yeah. So do we want? Skull mask. Probably where you would most fit in against is like the city guard, right? But obviously they've got their own signature wear and such. Mm. Their, their walk, their demeanors, everything that makes them the guard would be foreign to us. We would be able to like mimic that. So should we try and keep a lower profile then 
And, uh... I don't know how many Goliaths are running around here. Right, but there's probably fewer of them wearing giant flaming blue skulls. I like my skull. I know. I know you do. It's a wonderful skull. Uh, but... Wonderful skull. And I like my armor. I really like my armor. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know about that either. I mean, it's pretty obvious, and it's kind of warm, quite frankly. Kind of warm. (laughs) The cloak. (laughs) No, I mean it's warm here. Giant cloak. I'll be sweating up. I don't know. Thoughts? Should we try and keep a low profile or say, you know, to hell with it and to hell with it. going about in our armor and our weapons in case we get ambushed? I'm not putting down my weapon. <laughs> I can see advantages either way. Plus, after, you know, being ambushed in the night with my armor off, I'm a bit hesitant about going mm-hmm. about with it mm-hmm. in the buff, as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. Tristan, mm-hmm. a little bit timidly says, I am not sure I'm very good at keeping a low profile. Oh, really? It's really not our our, uh, our typical manner of being, but we we stand some chance of being undetected or being unidentified uh, if we we dress ourselves down. But <laughs> walking around in Durgedon's armor with head shaved around my shoulder might as well just be followed with a herald saying, Hear ye, hear ye. Aye. Here comes the dwarves. Aye. We could get one of those, I bet. I think Tristan... <laughs> Tristan, are you talking about... Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ding, ding. Tristan, are you talking about setting up a stage again and telling everybody about the things... No more stages. That we can say no to. He says, oh, I've got a few things just to keep me busy. I'm uh, just going to you know, stand on the box this for, time. For at least a day or two. Fine. She says, but then... Uh, Got your hands full, Mark. Maybe a balcony. I'll find a nice balcony to yell from. Full of his beard. (laughs) Can you keep a low profile scrim corner? Can you like look? He's pretty low. low. Can you raise your profile? Like, could you change your clothes and take a bath and not look so much like you just crawled out of a swamp? He did just crawl out of a swamp, though. Is that against your religion? The <laughs> <laughs> bold question. I know the he divines says, are often particular about their demands. He says, "This I can clean up this snake cloak, this robe of, of serpents, and I can wear that over whatever I'm wearing now." But don't ask me. And keep it in. buttoned up if that would make you feel better. <laughs> It's all <laughs> You could put a lipstick on a pig there. <laughs> Bairn, as they say. Why would you do that? So, like, a change of clothes Agreed. and a bath is out of the question. Why indeed? He says, it sounds like we're going to be here for a while and I'd rather not get stabbed in the back by some Adric goon, so... So that sounds yeah, like I can, no for keeping I, a low profile. I, I can... I can... I can try to blend in into this, uh, into this, into this town, but I'm going with an elf angle, not a dwarf angle. I don't expect you to be a dwarf. You could not attempt it. I don't think you're short enough. You're too tall. All right, I'm gonna. I'll find some clean clothes, but I'm gonna put some leaves on. Oh, good. Sure, look at you know foresty or whatever is normal for the elves around here. 
Uh, or the half elves? You're a half elf, right? You're both half elves. And you know, he, do you he's... not even know what we are? <laughs> I know you're half elves. I'm just you know, I'm just. I don't think about it much. You're just you, and you're just you. This conversation has got an oil vein thinking about having walked through the city and realizing he hasn't paid attention to what other people are like have been. He's been looking at the city. How they reacted to him? How they're reacting to him? So he's like, self-conscious. <laughs> but he's this conversation is like now. I was like, wait. People have been looking at us. Wait, I mean, I. Uh, he's like, he's, I know I look different than everybody, but I look different from everybody too. Are we uh, us walking around? Is this? I mean, this whole idea of keeping a low profile. We did no, pass out on the bank of the river already. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Hard, hard to say if anyone noticed us. Oh my gosh. It's like you keep a, I'll keep a lower profile for oh. town. Yeah, I'll try. I'll, I mean, I'm, I suppose, Ben, if we go out, and, you know, we'll try, we'll have to take care about that, I guess. Trying to not attract any attention. Oh, All right. Well, uh, do your best, and uh, I'm sure the fine fellows of this establishment would be happy to sell you some clothes if you're in need. From the sounds of it, they seem very accommodating. (laughs) Very ready to take our money. Scrimnaya goes and draws a bath. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) I take a picture, everyone. Scowling at Baron the entire time the tub is filling up. Just standing there naked. He's hideous naked. I mean, for Baron. That's next, that's for next the, month's commission. We long for the cat cloak now. He's, he's just gonna air dry. Yeah. He's gonna air dry in the common room. He doesn't like it, so he's gonna make sure that none of us likes it. He's just gonna do the full, just going. At least, though, at least a bath would be the kind of bath that you might take if you were to take one. Like the open air and like right. it's, it's kind of like the, well, the mean, hot spring. He went the hot to. spring. Like it's no, not, like that's he never touched like, water. It seems yeah. like it's a hot spring yeah. experience. So. so he's just gonna have to get some stupid clothes to wear. I mean, he'll smoke some of his. As Scrim uh, settles on into the bath, there's a soft knock knock at the door as it opens up. Hot towel around uh, uh, a chamber lad. Is that uh, one again? Chamber lads. Uh, How did they know you were taking a bath right then? She said she sent more up. I guess that's true. <laughs> did you see the other ones? Look like more like our planter boxes after the scrim gave it a wipe. Well, okay, that's fine, I suppose. And uh, he says, "Hot towel for the uh, hot towel for the bath." He says with his head bowed still. Scrim shouts from the bath. Someone take it from that weird guy. <laughs> Aaron job. goes and collects the towels mm. and see. then takes so them to Scrim. He hands it and then walks out of the room and shuts the door. He can't hear anything unless you address them directly. Oh, I should have made a lot of noise to see. I don't know if I'll trust that because we yeah. don't know what yeah. they look like. And uh-huh. if someone comes in here and we assume that they're a servant or something. Uh-huh. But if they're not, what if they're just pretending? That's a good point. We will test this next time. Stay on your something. toes. Okay, we will kill this servant now. I will say that, and then we will see. <laughs> and he calls from the bat. You could test it out by wandering into another room and just keeping your head bowed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might draw some attention. Hot, 
towel. Pull a towel the, on my oil arm? For the bed. Hot towel. Hot towel. <laughs> Alright. Hot towel uh, brought into Scream Corn from Bam. Uh, is there anything else needs particular we need to go over for tonight? The tailor comes up to uh, uh, dress up, lad. Dress his body. Knock, knock on the uh, room, and uh, one of the head bowed people comes and says, "The tailor is here for you." Fox says, "I uh, come right in." Let's and he uh, then he opens the door the rest of the way to let the tailor in. Yeah. The tailor can probably well, hear everything. Be participating in the tailor service? Mm-mm. I mean, scrim, uh, we, we're going to need that. says, oh, I'll need Berja, what clothes do you have? Berja has her barbarian armor on. <laughs> this is her normal clothing. We might need clothes for everyone. I think everyone's going to need some clothes. I, I have clothes. Not necessarily their most regal fineries, but... Just some city clothes this for walking around the clothes. city. I walk in these clothes. They walk fine. Watch me walk. She walks across the room to demonstrate how good I, they are for walking. It's so you look like everybody else as much as that is feasibly possible. I am an eight foot tall. Berja, we're not saying you can't fight in the clothes. We're just saying you I should. I don't want to fight in the clothes. It's silly. I show off anyway. Look at me. The halfling man look is sitting there me. with his hands, uh, 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 with his hands crossed. And he He's says, have to so, climb all over uh, who there. shall I be dressing today? That one, and only Bear, him. you talk to Berja. I'm going to get the tailors here. Right. He says, aha, Love it's you. you. And he uh, he looks, uh, Halfling's about almost the same height as you. Such a strong, virile body. Uh, yeah, a bit, bit shorter. Oh, Halfling's are really shorter than dwarves. Yeah. They're small. Dwarf's like a dwarf's a medium. So he looks up and down, and he says, he says, aha, yes, yes, yes. He says, he says, ooh, I've already got some ideas. What are you looking for? Uh, I'll need something uh, rugged for the road. Uh, yes, yes of course, travelers, really. Traveling and, um, Boring. Something that's a little uh, loose in the uh, in the uh, in the joints there. Yes, <laughs> like I would make anything that's uh, that's not comfortable for your travels. Yes, say no more. I got it, of course. And uh, and uh, I like something with uh, a bit of a deep V in the front. Uh, <laughs> shows a bit of the, the strength of my. Uh, uh, Forge work. Uh, perhaps in uh, 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 what sort of... He's walking around you and like squeezing your muscles and oh, like God. looking around and slapping your back a bit. Are you naked? Yeah. Now he's dropped, dropped the rope. <laughs> yeah. He's like slapping the back and he says, Ah, yes, yes, you have uh, plenty of fine features to show off. He says, uh, I, I prefer a little bit of a larger cuff and Mark actually expounds fairly like, fairly kind of eloquently about different kind of features and fashions. He sold, he face to face sold his goods to the most wealthy uh, patrons in, in Waterdeep for many years. And, uh, you know, again, the presentation and, and, was a big part of that. And he says, he says, he says, you must be a craftsman. Aha! And he sees the tattoo uh, uh, on your arm and he says, he says, thought I could hear it in your voice. He says, uh, uh, he says, uh, I am honored to be in the presence of such a uh, of such an honored craftsman. And he, uh, he gestures to the uh, the emerald tattoo on his shoulder. and He says, "That's the largest one they ever found in uh, the Ladbar. <laughs> Holds the record to this day." Scrim calls from the from the top. My friend has had an issue with previous tailors getting the rise of his of his pants a little bit wrong. Make sure you inspect that closely. 
<laughs> he says, "Mark's down his face." He says, ah, "Hands off the bits." He says, "Yes, yes, uh, should be no problem." He says, "No challenge there." And no uh, challenge <laughs> And he looks around and he says, "He says, ah, yes, I have, uh, I have a few different ideas for this." He says, uh, "He says, tell me what, uh, what is it that you wield? What is it that you would uh, bring to arms against your enemies? Should you be?" Ambushed while traveling in your finest uh, traveling gear that will, of course, be made by uh, me. By he me, says, uh, truly. Uh, Unnamed Taylor. Well, I'm not one to carry a shield much, so uh, anything that I can grasp, grasp with both my hands is, uh, is, is top, of the, top of the menu for me. He says, aha, okay, yes, yeah, I can see it in your muscle definition there. He says, of course, I will make sure that you have freedom of motion. He says, he says this will be a marriage of form and function. He says, and I may, I may wear, wear leathers over that clothes, but uh, this would not be, not be anything to be uh, put under a, pla- a heavy plate mail. Other gear for that. You want he me then to talk to takes them out uh, a scroll of parchment, uh, looks over, and says, "May I use your table?" Please. Places it down. And he starts, uh, uh, he starts sketching uh, uh, a couple of like designs, like super fast, like, and then uh, uh, holds them out to mock, like pick a couple, and they're just involved in this for a while. Getting tailored. Getting tailored. Right, Walks so better, Joe. What kind of clothes would you like? I like my clothes. Right, what I'm other wearing. kind of clothes would you like? More of this. Uh, better, job. Which of us would you like us to help you get clothes? Because it's got to be one of us, and you get to choose. The tailor chuckles and says, "You guys are barking up the wrong tree. Never met a Goliath that wanted new clothes." Screw <laughs> says. Fair job, I'm getting the new Taylor's clothes. The tailor's the only one who makes any sense. <laughs> if I'm getting new clothes, no, you're, you're getting not. new clothes. No, you're not. You're putting clothes on top of your personal clothes. No, I'm going to get no. new clothes and put them you're right against top. my slick, greasy body. You said you were going to put them on top of your clothes. I think a low profile here is probably worth the inconvenience of... But I don't do low clothes. profile. I am literally taller than everyone. All right, here. all right. Hang on. Maybe I got the wrong idea about this. Let's say there's a Goliath. I'll put the hammer down. There's a Goliath, and they go to a city. Where? What What's the Goliath's name? Any Goliath. An Any Goliath. Goliath. How strong are they? Once upon a time, there was a Goliath. Okay. Of average strength. Whose name shall never be known by mortals. And what? And he went well, to a city. Well, being average, I should hope not. What was the Goliath wearing? Same as me. Good enough. <laughs> Buy her a cloak so she can put it over her head and they don't know she's a Goliath because it's very confusing. Sure, fine. Fine. She's going to look like a walking mountain. Oi, better than that. Then that Goliath we've been looking for a few days ride to the west <laughs> with the blue flaming skull head. I put the skull head down. I said I would. Thank right. you. And put up the cloak. And someone give some gold to that tailor with some discretion, please. He's inspected your tattoos, you idiot. <laughs> I. It's what a tailor's going to do when they dress your body. Mock's like, we can do all our secrets to a tailor. It's a tailor! <laughs> what did you do? Most trusted member of the society. It's, it's like a lawyer. It's a fellow craftsman. You're not going to get your tailor in clothes. You go naked. The tailor code. Everyone oh knows. Oh, my God. 
scandals you've uncovered. He says, so it's going to be for everybody then? Yeah. Uh, I think so. He takes out a new piece of scroll and uh, continues on to the next person. And uh, it's a it's a couple hours to go through yeah. each person to carefully plan out different things. Does does uh, uh, does Bearjaw when he shows a couple sketches of different cloaks to put over your clothing? He says, uh, "Do you uh, have any opinion about these?" He says, "I made this one look like a bear." <laughs> no, the whole point is I'm not supposed to be obviously me. If I put a big bear on me, that could decrease the point. Do you not? Well, this one looks like a giant squirrel. Giant squirrel cloak. She looks down, very far down. Squirrel that this big could eat a cow. A powerful squirrel. No animals. He says, I know, I know. And he uh, uh, scrolls up. He says, just having a bit of fun. I have... Uh, uh, I am not having fun. Uh, he says, I know, I know. I Is that part of your fun to make me not have fun? Because I will fight you. He says, how about this one? A nice, simple wool cloak. He says, okay, I'll do that one. All right, okay. And moving on to the next person. Richard, uh, Tristan, when you're talking about the animals, he's wearing his cloak and the ears go up as he's doing Because <laughs> he wants someone else to Bunny. Like, Who is that? Bunny ears. I would think Drewston is pretty particular about his as well. Uh, he's got some ideas. He's more all about like the pockets. function, he's pockets. Like pockets and you need to make sure that it's like fits all his things. Just keeps double checking that it's going to be like really secure pockets. You can't let anything fall out. Nope. Uh, double those pockets. <laughs> what about Scrimcorn? Scrimcorn uh, is not. Uh, is 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 not putting up a fight with with trying to get no clothes, but he kind of is just taking like if there's three, and he's just like the the first one on the left, and then he's like, what about these three? And he's like the first one on the left, and these are, and he just these are these are all standard, right? If you don't coming. know the multiple choice answer, you're just like being these are like I don't need any extra bells and whistles on these. This is just normal, just a top and bottom, right? And maybe some like sandals or something, and a sash, and like, a vest. So he he and a hat. he really and a uh, where 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 uh, Mock was definitely going for the deluxe limited edition package. Scrim wanted standard, and then was asking if there was anything below sticker price. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Do you have anything in the back? I need something uh, like that you're looking to unload uh, already. Clearance, clearance, cheaper. <laughs> Bargain bin. <laughs> he says, "Well, let me ask you a question. Is it uh, that you are looking uh, uh, to save a little coin, or is it that you are looking for something that is very uh, plain, that looks like it was bought at a, a mere corner shop?" The second one. He says, "I can no. make that happen and still have it be the uh, uh, the finest construction that will last you on the greatest of journeys across all of Faerun." He says, "Money is no object, but I also want it boring." He says, he says, I know exactly what you mean. Aye, that would ah. be too. That sounds fine. I feel boring. very well taken boring. care of. All around boring. And after a couple hours, he Is finishes uh, uh, <laughs> finishes everyone's <laughs> orders. Do you want to do anything in particular? Uh, I'm looking, we do looking for something, uh, you know, a bit nondescript. And cool. I don't know if there are any half-drowned in the city. 
Uh, he says, uh, they come through every once in a while, but it's one of the rarer that we see. And he, uh, uh, he's looking way up and inspecting you. And he says, and says yes, yes. Uh, and he says, uh, you've taken a, a great deal of your features from your uh, from your drow parentage. And he like looks around and uh, uh, looks at you from behind. And he grabs your waist and sort of squeezes yeah. in and says, uh, yes, yes. Are toilet. you holding Snoot? Uh, You've got a dog in there! Oh, <laughs> he says, uh, do you ever let that thing go down on the ground? Uh, once in a while, but mostly I'm carrying him. He says, do you, do you like a pouch uh, sewn into your uh, thing? Something to hold it? Um, that'd be nice. <laughs> wow. Would you like some sort of, like, bail that you can pull down? Uh, or... Uh, uh, cowl? Like a cow, yeah. cow, cow cover? Like, like a, yeah, a cow cover, exactly. Is that something that would be weird if I walked around where... It's not as weird as your face, he which says, is pretty unusual. He says, uh, your friend here's got the right of it. Uh, mostly, I think a hidden face would be, on average, slightly bit more welcome than uh, that skin color of yours. Oh, you've got going Sorry. On. I'll take one just in case. I mean, the goal here is to kind of go unnoticed. Well, well, apparently. He says, yes, yes, okay. All right, I got it all. And he uh, rolls up all of scrolls, tucks it into his various pockets and his uh, outfits, and he says, uh, it'll be uh, ooh, this many, about a week or so. Mark says, uh, any time we can shave off of that would be appreciated. He says, uh, he like, says like more coin can accomplish many things. How much can we accomplish? Can we he get says, something Mark in there, because he's going to be naked for no, they're laundering my clothes as we speak, little <laughs> lady. He says, I... <laughs> You'll never wear those he says, again. <laughs> he says, uh... He says, uh, about two days is the fastest I could go uh, with the amount of uh, uh, clothing I need to craft here. He says, he says uh, that's just a, a simple limitation of hours in the day. He says, uh, it'll be a triple the price for that. Uh, make it a total of uh, 75 gold for the lot. I, I agree. He says, He's like, I'll I wish I had asked for Shall more. I deliver it to your room here? That would be acceptable. He says, it'll be done. It's nice meeting you all. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And he leaves. And the door goes, latch. I do not like it, Dave. A few minutes later, the knock at the door, and it's the <laughs> concierge, and she says, I'm sorry for the delay. The, the tailor has arrived. Fox's <laughs> 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 like, give me my glaive! Now I know. <laughs> nice tattoos. Yes, yes. It looks like a Goliath, a druid, a drow. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. This, I need to go now. <laughs> 70, 75 gold. 75 yeah. gold. I'll bring it back in uh, no time at all. Hadrick. He was just drawing pictures of animals. It's super definitely there. He drew a stick bear. Stick bear. He's drawing just concepts, just kind of high level, high yeah, level. High level. Um, Baron had a little bit of anxiety when they're like, oh, what kind of, cl-? like hearing mock, like, oh, I want these kind of cuffs and this kind of cuff, and Baron's like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. Because most of it's like, he's like his, he would occasionally buy a shirt or something, but most of it's like his wife would just show up with clothes and like, Baron doesn't nice know the words for all the things. <laughs> uh, what he said, what he said. What kind well, of cuffs would you like well, on your outfit? He's like, sweating like, bullets. I need some more undergarments. <laughs> I like red on you for not telling the tailor. My wife usually dressed me. <laughs> if you just bring an older lady in, that may feel more comfortable. <laughs> 
an older woman who can All right. tell me what to wear. So it's uh. Do you have any of those available? Is anyone going out in the night? Your first night not here on Silver Moon, you taking? Uh, yeah, yeah. You've been hiking through. You've been for sleeping days on the days. fucking ground in the fucking slime. It's been so, so cool. Moist, so moist. Right. And they continue to drink. Calories, as you've seen him do. He's waiting for he's his clothes. Curling. He said he was going to keep a low profile, so he's waiting for his clothes to be done. And he's just basically snacking and it's carbo loading. He's he's like. You mean for like two days? No, the I mean, washing shit. Guzzling or, potatoes. No, no, no oh. he, he's, he's not going out until he has his low profile guard. Gotcha. And he's basically right. doing what a bear does right before high school. So, cool. I know I think about bears. Drewston. Uh, takes a gem and he says, I will, uh, he's taking a gem and he's doing his thing. Okay. Uh, uh, he's taking his thing, he's got his little setup in the main room here. He says, but it, it could take some hours. Yeah. AKA, we'll cover that next week. Yeah. Um, Mock's drinking it up. Is Mock, uh, uh, yeah, drinking it up. Yeah. Feasting, there's plenty of food left. The, uh, servants come later in the day to, uh, take the empty plates away and, uh, uh... Later in the day, they, you mean the night? It, later in the night. Uh, okay. they, they, they wipe down the table and everything they do is just completely silent. They take a tray. They're they still a, not comfortable with cloth and just wipe it down. Welcoming leave. themselves into their personal space. There's a lock on the door, but you guys yeah. have not been latching. Mm. You send another message to Rika. We haven't talked to her since before the swamp. Uh, aye, we could do that. Am I forgetting her saying anything? That was just a couple days. Swamp was ten days, right? Or was it ten days from Mithril Hall? Uh, roughly ten days from Mithril Hall, more or less. Give her a ticket. Last I guess time we is, talked to her, what, what, yeah, what we say, she was going. She was like at the fortress, right? We want to be cautious about, yeah, contacting her. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, do she, we have something to tell or ask? How she's doing? I mean, if we're trying to keep below, if we're trying to keep radio silence as much as possible, well, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't remember what we, how we left off with her, and ten days more is like, hey, I, like she's I believe at you, Adric's place. You, you warned her to not trust Adric. Yeah, that's what it was. We filled her in with the details of what we had found out at Karun. Sent her three messages, yeah. and uh, warned her to uh, warned her to keep. Keep caution, uh, and you basically gave her. You told her what you learned at Kunjikar. Yeah, I don't know. If there's much about more Hodge. to tell her beyond that. Yeah, she's not really looking to join us. Um, I mean, there isn't really much inf- updated information. We haven't learned anything new since we talked to her. We can tell her that what we've been up to, and see what she's been up to. Um, what was that like a week ago? Yeah. yeah. Ten days ago. Anyway, so yeah. So I mean, so, if there's nothing, if there's nothing pressing there, no. Sleeping through the night, Mock. What are you doing the next day? The next day he wakes up and uh, your hopefully your clothes and everything is all laid laundry. out uh, yeah. inside your room and uh, uh, on a little uh, on a little rack there, and it's nice, and clean, and pristine as long as as well as anyone else's that they left out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will he will dress down. He he'll take those clothes and and the, the studded armor that they've been carrying for a while, um, along with his not his glaive but his maul, which is just an, a mundane weapon purchased in Mirabar, and that that's his backup. And and w- with that, he's ready to uh, he's ready to to go out and about. Um, he heads. Uh, you know, he, you know, is, is, is dressing still in his, uh, 
in his uh, studies, or is he, is he ready to go? They were going to roll together, so he probably could... Jurston has got, like, dark circles under his eye, and he says, Cousin? He says, he says, this gem, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. He says, it's got some weird things. I could use a walk in the fresh air to clear my mind. He says, come with me, cousin. I have some shopping to do for the van, and more importantly, for my business. Um, and heads, heads down to the, uh, the marketplace, and he's looking for something... Not entirely easy here, so he would like to. So every every jewelry and jewel cutter relies on relationships with gem suppliers, right? Like you, they're looking for the rough cut gems, the stuff. Again, not something we're not talking about ore from the mine, but th- things that are like some degree processed, and then they're going to add their art to to make a product and and, and, and gain their gain their uh, their their money. But that's not like something that. Like just going up to a jeweler and being like, "Hey, I'd like to buy wholesale, like the, the rough cut gems." Yeah, like that's something that it, it's surely is available in a city like this where there are many jewelers. But like finding the right person and finding the right relationship is is not the easiest thing. That being said, Maka's found those people and negotiated those deals many times, but he just knows it's going to be some work. So he heads out to the market to find the best quality jewels that he can find. And tries to strike up a conversation to get a little bit of a line in, and he's he's kind of running and he's operating a little bit undercover. So there's a little bit of some some kind of you know just uh, kind of bullshit shop talk involved here. But he's trying to just glean the uh, you know a little information on on a wholesaler that he may may be able to approach someone of quality. The first thing Mock finds when he's out walking through the town is that it's easy to get lost in this place. Yeah, uh, it's not laid out like dwarven towns, that's for sure. Uh, you know, the, the lush beauty of a city and its many forest districts makes it really easy for visitors to become lost. What? There's about elves and hating right angles. I don't understand it. However, <laughs> however, the Silverin that live here they don't mind uh, being asked for directions. That's something that uh, Mock finds immediately. If he like yeah. sort of like looks, uh, you know, someone's he saying, "Where's your find market district?" People are friendly and happy to happy oh. to answer. And uh, someone points out Unnerving. that uh, uh, every cistern cover and every intersection of the cobblestone streets has an arrow carved into it that points north, oh, wow. uh, aiding in uh, uh, navigating its, as Baron pointed out, non-right angle, <laughs> non-right angle. So when someone uh, says uh, north, and you see like five like squiggles, you're just like, and yeah. you follow the arrow. Yeah. Um, but it's easy enough to find uh, uh, the marketplace in the north. Uh, uh, in, it's in the north bank, which is the older side of town, uh, where more of the more established areas. There's a large open air area where many, many carts and uh, and by the time you even get up, everyone's already all set up, and it is a bustling market. Like it is shoulder to shoulder. It is uh, uh, it is it is a place to go. And as Mock is questioning and asking around, he finds a couple people that are uh, peddling peddling. Gems uh, uh, that Mock would sort of look at and sort of you know, ask these questions. And it takes a bit of little asking around, but it's it's not that hard for him yeah. to get uh, for him to get a lead on um, uh, on a place that sounds like where he wants to go. A place that calls all called all that glitters, mm. works of art, mm. and gem crafting supplies. Mm. Wonderful. It's located uh, down a. Um, 
uh, uh, tucked away down an alley, out of the way of everything else. A lot of these other uh, storefronts, you know, they're they're here on the marketplace. They've got big signs, you know, clearly commissioned from the finest woodcrafters to draw in the patrons. But this one is off to the side, and it's got a small uh, small little sign. And um, when Mock and uh, Drewston walk in, he sees that it's a. Uh, it's very sort of understated as you walk in, but Mock has got the eye for this, and sure. he sees that the gems on display in this pretty understated, like little storefront area, these are fine gems. These are these are well Real cut deal. pieces. They're not displayed in such a fashion that you see the street vendors do, where they are, you know, they're they're putting it under a particular, like you know, attaching it to a necklace in such a way that it makes it look fancier than it is. These are just gems presented just on their own. Wow. Just loose the, gemstones. The minerals Almost themselves. entirely loose gemstones. All, all cut, um, and, uh, but available here. And so, Ma can tell, this is, yeah. this is a vendor that is here for people to know their gems. Yeah. And he approaches and, the... Uh, oh, go ahead. The, yeah, the, 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 as he approaches, there's a, there is a very old dwarf uh, uh, man who's wearing, uh, wearing goggles on his head, looking down at a gemstone, and uh, 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 carefully, as Mock walks in, he says, uh, he says, <clears throat> Hail, uh, are you the proprietor of this, of this uh, <clears throat> business? And uh, uh, he looks up, and he lifts his uh, goggles off his head, and uh, one eye is just completely uh, uh, is completely cloudy white. Clearly, uh, uh, clearly a non-functional eye. As he looks at Mock with his uh, functional eye, and he says, "Yeah, who's asking?" He introduces himself, and he says, oh, "Hey, my name is uh, Merrick, and I see that you have very high-quality gems here for sale. I, I was drawn to particularly the rubies over there. Very, very elegant and." Simple in their cuts, but, but the precision. My compliments to whoever did the work. Uh, uh, he looks up and he smiles a bit and says, and says, "Aye." He says, uh, "He says you have a good eye for gems. I can see that." He says, uh, uh, "He says, is it?" Uh, uh, he says, is it "The rubies you're after for, though." And he looks at Mock as if he doubts that the rubies are. Uh, <laughs> Are what Mock is looking, or really look here, looking at. He says, "No, the rubies only told me that this is the right place to ask. But uh, what I'm looking for are supplies to carve my own pieces. And uh, I know that uh, we don't have a current business relationship, and this is somewhat short notice. But, but uh, he says, uh, his but, sir, I, I'm not looking for a great deal." He says, I'm looking to make a small investment and uh, peddle my own wares on the road. But I'm, I'm heading on a long journey and wish to... It's been some time, but I wish to apply my trade again. And uh, I, 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 I assure you that I will not be a, of any competition of yours. And I, I also pledge that I will represent any, any materials you can provide me with the greatest of care and craftsmanship. He, uh... There's a smoking cigar in like a little uh, uh, stone ashtray that he picks up, <laughs> sticks into his mouth, <laughs> takes a uh, uh, takes a few puffs, puts the cigar back down. He says, "Well, you're right to say that I don't have any relationship with you. What can you do to prove that uh, uh, that what you say is true?" Uh, 
he says, uh, <clears throat> well, I lack any examples of my own work, but even if I had any, it only invite suspicion that they were actually worked with my own hands, so you've, uh, you've, <laughs> yeah. you've got a, a full workshop here, here and I've got some time on my hands today, so why don't you let me work under you for a day? Or, uh, prove my worth, as it were, as to your standard. In hopes uh, that you see what I can do, I would uh, do justice to any any goods that you may see fit to uh, to sell me. He says, uh, I can see that you come here under no, uh, he says, that you come here straight for business. He says, he says, I like that. I accept your proposal. You work here today. We can see about selling you, uh, uh, and I can see about selling you some wholesale. He says, uh, that will be, uh, that will be excellent, and I would be in your debt for it. But he says, all I'm requiring is some jeweler's wire, fine quality silver, and, uh, and, he's, uh, and he says, and a variety of the stones you have available, no special requests. He says, anything you make under, uh, 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 he says, under my employment is mine to sell, of course. He says, no commission on your side. He says, this is here for you to prove, etc., etc. Of course, and uh, would be marked by your sign and not my own. He says, and he it's does a bit refreshing point, to have. At that there? point, he does show his clan crafters medallion. Um, the, the, the man, the man looks at it. And his eye lingers. His eye lingers for a moment, but he doesn't even react. And he says, all right. He says, let's get you started. My daughters will help you, Helena and Aurora. Uh, he says, uh, <clears throat> thank you. And uh, his two daughters uh, walk out from the back and uh, uh, start helping you get supplies. And we'll continue next week. That was fast. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick one. Well, we... I told you we were just going to talk the whole time, and you didn't believe Wait. me. Oh, you mean the you session or mock finding a gem crafter? Uh, the session. Oh, I we, know. We, it's we, like we said 40. We're even a little tiny bit after. We started at like 5 o'clock last week, and I think we just got over. <laughs> That's true. We got over the couple yeah. with like a five-hour session. Yeah. We did We did have an extra long session last week, and uh, we started a tad late this week, but not much. No, no. We only like 15, 15 not 20 much at all. No, it went real fast, especially for just mostly just sort of intra-party, uh, Wait, intra-party I mean, stuff. I, we threw the Taylor thing, which I thought was totally cool, but like, yeah. Awesome. I mean, we, we can't be all about business, and Silver Moon may take a session or two. Oh, we're I'll, uh, I'll go ahead. I'll we go ahead. Just, we could just stay.